everybody. Hello. And welcome back to yeah. Hey Kids yeah. Comics. Okay. What were you going to do? Oh, I was going to say, but we're not coming back. This is the beginning. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> you see what I'm doing there? It's very clever, isn't it? It's the magic of editing. Yeah. Is that this will be the first half of the show yeah. and not the second half of the show, mm. which is the way that we recorded it. But now you've let everyone know. So what's the point, really? Well, you see the wondrous thing that is post-reduction? Yeah. You can get rid of all this. I don't want to, it's funny. Ah, oh, fair enough. Yes, welcome back to a very special episode of Hey Kids Comics. In the tried and true way in which this show works, it is a meticulously planned, well-oiled machine in which everything we say Everything we cover and everything that we plan to do in the near future has all been laid out with a series of pulleys and levers and flowcharts and PowerPoint presentations. And Michael and I know exactly what date certain episodes have to happen on and what time we have to cover certain comic books that will appeal to our audience and a key demographic in this area. And we also have to know all of these things so that we can time our prime episodes for Sweeps Week, don't yep. we? With all that in mind, it is no accident that today's episode has come about because I cocked up. <clears throat> yes, I miscounted the number of episodes that would lead us up to episode 100. Now, I could go into why this was and offer up a whole host of excellent excuses that, if analysed under the cold light of day, under a microscope, wouldn't carry any weight. No. So, also in the tried and tested way of the way that Hey Kids Comics works, we have had to come up with a down and dirty, quick and easy episode in which to plug a gap. And so, I can hear you all say, Audio Commentary! And you'd be absolutely right. Yep. We... Revisited Couch Potato. We're revisiting Couch Potato in a way that was in no way off the cuff, spur of the moment, and a last minute decision, but was plotted in my little book that I have here. Because it actually was. I have my little book here, and it was actually plotted in, wasn't yeah. it? But it came about because I miscounted the episodes. So, after the email section of today's episode, we will all be sitting down, the extended family, including our lovely daughter, Michael's sister, and my beloved wife, will all be sitting down to watch Feast Up Eyes Upon the Magnificence that is Superman 3. Yep. I like how we don't even include Adam. I asked him, did he want to be part of it? And he's like... The ashamed it, child. It would mean that I'd, I'd be away from my computer for more than 30 seconds. So, like, I didn't want to be away from Minecraft for that period of time. Because apparently lots of great stuff can happen in 30 seconds on Minecraft. Lots of 30 stuff can happen in... Well, lots of great stuff can happen. Lots of 30 seconds. stuff can happen in mine, <laughs> mine stuff. <Yeah. laughs> it dawns on me that the keen professional production that this show is, yeah. we haven't actually told anyone who we are. No. <laughs> One would think that by now. One would think that. Yes. Yes. But let us never assume 
that this is not somebody's first show. So I am Andrew Leyland. And I'm Michael Leyland. And we host a podcast called Hey Kids Comics. Which I prefer listening to. Which I prefer the term internet radio broadcast. Do you? I believe that came from Scott. But I'm not ashamed to nick a good idea when I hear it. No. Because you try and explain to people what a podcast is and they go, Huh? But if you explain to people what an internet radio broadcast is, they go, It's a radio broadcast on the internet. And you go, You're exactly right. (laughs) See, you see? Yeah. So I'm nicking that idea. Fair enough. (laughs) I hope he doesn't mind. Uh, so emails, yes, that's yeah. what we're doing. So we may do a lot of emails today, because next week is the 100th episode. Yeah. No, it isn't. Last week yes. was the 100th episode. <laughs> and we didn't do any emails when we recorded that show, so did we, we, Michael? No, we're making it all up this week, yeah. <laughs> Our first email... <laughs> recorded the 100th episode yet because I messed up so you sent us any emails last week and you wonder why we haven't read them we haven't got to them yet that would be why sorry about that our first email is slings and green arrows arrows you know like the song by the moody blues actually I don't because I don't know any moody blues yeah apart from knights in white pumpkins knights in green arrows knights in green arrows (laughs) very good Luke Giaconetta hello Luke his, his weekly email has sent us his weekly email that begins with a quote from said Moody Blues song but because we don't know any Moody Blues I can't actually sing it yes in the Moody Blues way and so I'm going to make Google up my own tune Google has failed us go on Google has failed us go on then. so I'm going to make up my own tune okay okay cold hearted orbs that rule the night remove the colours from our sight red is grey and yellow white but we decide which is right and which is the Leylands that is actually how that song goes <laughs> you think yeah <laughs> oh no it's the Moody Blues will be all cold hearted orb in like, white satin. That is I've written. <laughs> Haven't had a friend in a long time. <laughs> I can turn everything into Morrissey, can yeah. <laughs> Oh, Luke, I do apologise. We've, we've derailed your uh, your email once we again. We do that to every email. We do. We don't do it intentionally most of the time. Most of the time. But that, that I don't know if that was a good rendition of that Moody Blues song, given that I've never heard that Moody Blues song, and thus the tune, if it was in any way similar, was purely coincidental. But I I liked it. It was good. I thought it was quite good. The Longbow Hunters starts Luke's email, which will now be forever be the Longbox Hunters in my mind. Thank you, Mike Bailey. (laughs) Mike's little typo. It was one in which I tended to lump in with Hawkworld and the Five Years Later Legion, in that they were, like Andy said, revamps from the era which were well-received and generally well-regarded, but usually not brought up in the conversation of successful revamps. Personally, I would argue that while Hawkworld is a more sweeping revamp, the Longbow Hunters is every bit as severe. While changing of Thanagar from a utopian, shining and bright space world to a dystopian, grim, urban, sprawl planet, and changing Carter Hall similarly, was a huge departure from what had come before, was not taking Ollie Queen, swashbuckling adventurer, and pitting him hip-deep in with violent crime and murder just as harsh a change? Yeah, his origins didn't really change much, but he was still the same guy, unlike Qatar, who I would say that moving from the bright daytime adventurer to the hooded Avenger is right up there. It's tough for me to not always look at Green Arrow through the lens of Hawkman being the fan that I am. The two characters became linked together in Conway's Justice League of America and forever have that link. 
I'm very happy that, as of this writing, the big Hawkman story, Hawkman Wanted, will be crossing over into Green Arrow and apparently show the first meeting between the two in the new 52 universe. Plus, the two of them will be part of the upcoming Justice League of America title as well. Woo-woo. What's the difference between this Justice League of America title that is upcoming and the current Justice League title, Well, other than the words of America? The Justice League hmm. are grouped together through the dark side and yes. this invasion. We did cover that storyline. Yes. Whereas there's been... Uh, Steve Trevor was the, the Justice League's liaison to the government. Yes. But ever since what happened with Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor's near death, he's quit. Right. Being and near so, death will, will force you to quit yeah. your job. And so Steve Trevor, from what I am guessing, is making his own government-licensed group, which is the Justice League of America. Right. I see. Thank you very much. I, I, are we buying that book? Um, I would like to. Okay. Luke's email continues. Some random bullet points. Hmm. You know what? In honour of the longbow hunters, I'll do arrows instead. And he has <laughs> yeah. the little arrows instead of bullets, which I thought was quite cool. Yeah. Arrow 1. Regarding Geoforce and Deathstroke, I read the bit in Last Will and Testament before I read the Judas contract, but my take on it was that the whole bit about Deathstroke using his crazy juice on Tara was an act of provocation. Brian is a known hothead and I figured that Slade was counting on him losing his temper and thus giving the Terminator the advantage. At least that's my take. Clearly, in the Judas contract storyline, there's no evidence of Tara needing any help to be insane. No, there really isn't. Michael, I would buy dat-ass the comic in a heartbeat. <laughs> Badam! See, it would sell. I'm sure it would. <laughs> Andy, you mentioned finding the trade paperback in WH Smith's. I understand that this is a respective chain of books, decks and all. Book steps, <laughs> book stores and all, but every time I see one, primarily in airports, I can only think of one thing, and that is the bookshop sketch from Monty Python. Specifically, the following bit. Yes? Uh, I wonder if you might have a copy of Barnaby Bud. No, as I say, we're right out of Edmund Wells. Uh, no, not Edmund Wells, Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens? Yes. You mean Barnaby Rudge? Uh, no, Barnaby Budge by Charles Dickens. That's Dickens with two Ks, the well-known Dutch author. No, well, we don't have a Barnaby Budge by Charles Dickens with two Ks, the well-known Dutch author, and perhaps to save time, I should add that we don't have Carnaby Fudge by Dahl's Chickens, or Farnborough Sludge by Miles Pickens, or even Stickwick Stapers by Farles Wickens with four M's and a silent Q. Why don't you try W.H. Smith's? I did. They sent me here. Did they? John Cleese played the clerk in that sketch, which is... And the way he says it is knee-slappingly funny every time. And so every time I go to the airport and see the big old W.H. Smith sign, all I can say is, I did. They sent me here. I laugh to myself as others look at me like I'm nuts. <laughs> I would never accuse you of being nuts. you join in. I would join in with him, yes. Yeah. Looking forward to maximum carnage, Luke. Well, I hope you're still looking forward to it after you've heard it. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Luke. As usual, we greatly appreciate those. Ben Rush sent me an email. Thank you, Ben. I'm not saying you what it is, because it's nothing to do with the show, but I appreciate that he did it for me. Our next email doesn't have a name at the top of it. Spotlights. It's called Spotlights, and it's from... It's a very long email. Chris Keith. Really? I just scroll to the it end. It says there in the yeah, right. It says there in the yeah, right, yes. Because it's got the little picture of in the baby, which is adorable. Hello, Leyland. Hello, Chris. Hello. I apologise for the delay in getting back to you with feedback for the remainder of Spotlight Month. Was it a month? Six weeks. Six weeks, wasn't it? One and a half. So it was one and a half times nearly two months. 
probably felt like much longer yeah. to the listener. What with the anniversary of the deaths of both Stormtrooper Gary and Qui-Gon Keith Jinn. <laughs> That's going back a bit, isn't it? Yeah. See, we do listen to old episodes. I've been preoccupied. Overall, I can summarise the shows are excellent. I tried to follow up Burn with lists of books from all your other spotlighted creators, but ran into work. Blast. In an effort to catch up on both listening and writing to comment, I decided to do two things. One, listen to Hey Kids every time I run or ride my bike. Two, summarise multiple episodes in one email. The problems with this approach, Andy, you and Baylor keep mentioning Fat Man on Batman, so I've been listening to Kevin Smith interview the likes of Tara Strong, Arlene Sorkin, Mark Hamill, Bruce Tim, and Paul Dini. That fat stoner even got me to read Cacophony and Widen Gaia. Oh, they are good. They're 90% good. I, I, I like them. Every now and again there's a little bit in it that makes you go... Kevin, you really need an editor, don't you? Sorry, Keith, we interrupted your email. Loving that show as well, though, so thanks for turning me onto it. I find myself wanting to punch turkeys in the neck, however. Now I've added this show to my widening list of podcasts. Heck of a problem to have too much free entertainment. But I'm caught up on your show. Well, we, we appreciate that. Yeah. When we're going toe-to-toe with the heavyweights, yeah. like what Kevin Smith is, mm-hmm. and I mean <laughs> that I mean that in he's a heavyweight in the podcasting world. He's a celebrity. He probably has a much larger listenership than we do. Even as he's on I like on to think we could go toe-to-toe with him. Oh, yeah. Certainly in terms of singing. Yes. <laughs> Kevin Smith, we're having a sing down right now. It's like a throwdown, but with singing. Yeah. I make up my own tunes to lyrics that people <laughs> randomly send in. I don't need to know the karaoke. You need that extra mile. Yeah, I go that extra mile. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you're funny. Um, Chris's email continues. On to the comments. Quickly. Couldn't find three or two that I really loved enough to discuss. The X-Men one was one that I liked the art. And there is no logical reason why the characters look ridiculous. It's not an argument that you can you can argue with no, that, is it? They do look ridiculous in his X-Men run. Yeah. But you still like it, you, don't you? You have to get over the Quitly to get to the Jimenez and the Van Skeever. Fair enough. Uh, Peter David, couldn't narrow it down, reading his Aquaman now, which is awesome. I recently finished Captain Marvel for the second time, that was wonderful. I'm about to read Young Justice because I've heard good things. As I'm reading Spider-Man in chronological order, I should hit friendly neighbourhoods sometime in 2015, 2016. I'm at the Captain Power story right now with the Hulk fight. Oh, that's awesome! Where Spider-Man gets the power, cult power of the Captain oh, Universe. Yeah. Very good stuff. Grant Morrison, I don't dislike the man and his Justice League was really cool. I just don't have enough time to reread that. Or Animal Man. Maybe some other time. Animal Man won't take you that long. It's only about 20 issues, isn't it? It's good, though. Garth Ennis, Preacher. I love the whole relationship between space and Jesse. The respect, the manners. It's refreshing that Jesse is not a stereotype, despite being created by a non-Southerner. He's a cowboy, but not a comic book cowboy. He's not a good old boy cliche, but a three-dimensional character. My biggest point of contention with other comics and films have been that the treatment of the South and Texas in general. A few points. Number one, there are no deserts right outside of downtown Dallas. Trust me on this one, I was born at Baylor, right downtown. Two, while we love our football here, no one has ever uttered, playing for West Canaan may have been your life, but I don't want your life. And if they did, it was with the correct accent. Oh, should I have done that in a southern accent? Go on, then. I'll give it a go. I'm not promising anything. <clears throat> playing for West Canaan... No, that's not right, is it? I need... Give me something southern, so that I can get the accent going. The damn dukes. Damn dukes, damn dukes! No, I don't think that works. Um... 
I, don't, I, I can't think of a sudden thing to come up. Should, should we... I wish I was in Dixie. Does, does that get you in a southern accent? Is that southern? <laughs> it's not, it, it, That's just terrible. <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing it. That's just awful. <laughs> I hope Chris hasn't switched off in disgust. No. I'm sorry. I try. Yeah. I try to give it that authentic feel. I just, I just, I failed you. Failed you all. I do apologise. Anyway. <clears throat> Which is funny, can you didn't give up the Australian accent or any other accent? Because my Australian accent is excellent. <laughs> Cobber. Second to best. Second to the best one I've ever done, mate. <laughs> oh, Cobb, blimey. <laughs> Who says Cobb, blimey? Australians. Do they? The, the, Cobb, blimey, mate. They're like half British. Cobbers. Barbie. Shrimp. <laughs> other cliches. Up the apples and pears. He's cottony, you buffoon. Um, where was I before I was rudely interrupted by the dustman? Um, ah, right. That's a reference. That's a reference to Varsity Blues, in case you missed that excuse for a Texas film. The accents are always wrong, and it seems the only people who get it right are Matthew Mahogany, who is from Texas, and Colin Farrell, of all people. Check out Tigerland. He pulls off the East Texas accent perfectly. Colin Farrell's a pretty underrated actor, okay. in my opinion. I'm listening right now. Did you just reference the preacher issue I was thinking? Yes, yes, you did. Issue 18 at the bar. And yeah, I do want one of those lighters. Don't smoke, don't cur. Cool is cool. Anyway, one of the reasons why I love the character is the use of the word sir to Spaceman. Without even knowing who he was, Jesse had respect for an elder regardless of colour. Like I said, the South gets a deserved rap for being a bunch of redneck-ass clowns. However, we aren't all like that. I've always appreciated that aspect of the character. I would say that Garth is a good writer. I've read all of the boys. I like it, but it's mostly shock value with Wee Huey thrown in for good measure. <laughs> That's pretty good summation yeah. of the boys, isn't it? I will say that the scene where Butcher tells M.M.'s daughter to show Dad some respect was excellent for all the good it did. See Mummy Daughter Pawn subplot later in the series. Are we up to the... I can't remember. Because that doesn't sound familiar to me. I think I've read the Mother's Milk stuff. Because I'm up to the last trade paperback. I'm, I'm up to Highland Hewer. Right. Punisher, I can't find one single book I love more than others. I enjoy them, and they are over-the-top fun, but nothing groundbreaking. I will say this, I like the Punisher over the books of the early 90s. Less talk, more killing. <laughs> Which is the Punisher yeah. slogan, isn't it? Less talk, more killing. It was a book where you just turned off your brain. Sometimes I like that. Battlefields, I've read all of Battlefields, and I've just cracked open war stories. I agree with Andy, it's his best work. I finished the first war story with the German tank commander who was a little kill crazy, and I devoured it. Looking forward to the rest. Lastly, Alex Ross. I won't list my faves, I'll just say that when Marvels came out, I rushed to the comic store to pick up one and two that I missed, and read them over and over on a trip to Ohio. Makes Ohio almost tolerable. <laughs> almost. I'm glad that he's actually from the saying all this, because yeah. we'd get lynched if we said this stuff. That was Chris, that was nothing to do with us. <laughs> we we have no responsibility for what people write in their emails, and their opinions are sure, solely their opinions and not ours. Yes, we're just the messengers. Yes, I'm sure Ohio is a lovely, lovely place. Marvel's or at least Marvels makes yeah. it tolerable. So if you're ever going to Ohio, take a copy of Marvels with you. Seems to me what Chris is saying. Well, enough rambling. Oh no, never enough rambling. Yeah. I need to prepare the candles for Stormtrooper Gary's memorial and make the potato salad, get out the bagpipes and cut black armbands. A lot of work left. Thanks for all that you do. It's greatly appreciated, Chris Keith. Well, thank you for emailing in, Chris. We, we do appreciate the amount of time it takes for people to download yeah. and then actually write us an email. We appreciate that. 
I'm sorry that we killed off Stormtrooper Gary. I think we bring him back later. When was that? God, when we did the Star Wars shows. That's going back, God, 18 months. Yeah. You won't remember that, will you? (laughs) Well, I'm not. Dave Walker has emailed. Lovely Dave. Can't say enough wrong things about Dave. Or even right things about Dave. Dear guys, Michael is wrong. That is all. (laughs) Alright then. And this is how wrong you are. So apparently you're Lex Luthor wrong. It's the best type of wrong to be. I presume that is a reference to your stupid assertion. It's not. That Eric Banner is a better Bruce Banner than Mark Ruffalo. I wasn't saying that Eric Banner was the best. I should hope not. Well, you know, I've not told you that I was talking to one of Adam's friends about the Avengers and he's convinced that the Hulk is not tied into the Avengers even though I have pointed out that Tony Stark goes up to General Ross and says they're putting a team together his 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 response to that was yes it's Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark but that doesn't matter because Bruce Banner is played by a completely different actor and no that's why it's not tied into the Avengers it's the same character though isn't it yes yes uh, we're going to break our own rule and do emails from two two emails from the same people tonight because we're going to do all the emails tonight because we didn't, we didn't, didn't do any in the 100th episode which was recorded last week yes wasn't it yeah. and Andrew didn't mess up the numbering at all no no no, no. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling to salads and scrambled eggs. Quite rightly. Uh, that's the subject line. Yep. He didn't sing at us. No. <coughs> I added that in. Yeah. For that extra mile. That extra mile, because yeah. that's what we do we on do. this show. Extra mile. You don't get effort like this on any other podcast, no. No, just this one. Actually, probably a few others. Actually, probably a few others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are probably a number of people now listening to this going, thank God, nobody else does this. I couldn't listen to this more than once a week. <laughs> Chris's email begins, hello Leyland, because it's Chris Keith again. Yes. After playing catch up with my podcast, here is email two of the week. On to this Green Arrow episode. And yes, like you, Andy, the only thing I know about Seattle is Frasier, hence my subject line. And now the song's stuck in my head. Oh, I do apologise, I've just made you stuck in the head, you know? That doesn't make, make that makes sense grammatically. <laughs> Longbow Hunters was not my first exposure to Ollie. I'd collected the reprints of the hard travelling heroes. Yeah, I know a lot of people love this run and love Denny O'Neill's writing in general. I'm not in that group. I felt that Ollie was ridiculous and the fact that he was a two dimensional comic was the only thing that saved Ollie from my kicking his ass. Judgmental must be a synonym for Ollie the Queen. He didn't actually have solutions for anything, he just liked to bitch. And the Roy Harper heroine thing was handled so poorly. I always wondered what it would resemble the writer who could actually write dialogue. Stan Street was Harry Osborne and the drug episode was better. Stan! Okay, enough Danny bashing. Was that the Denny O'Neill Adams run? Yes. Yeah, and see, that, that, it's all fur criticism of it now. Yes. But contextually, it was groundbreaking stuff. It and was. even when you read it today, I can still enjoy that stuff. It was groundbreaking in the industry. Yeah. You know what I read reading Super Gods? Yes. That apparently, you know the, the um, black guy scene which we uh, complain about every time it's yeah. brought up? That apparently, that was one of the first representations of what an actu- a black person actually looks like. Was it? Yeah. What about Robbie Roberts? Well, no, the, 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 what, what I read was that if there was ever a black person in a comic, they were just a white person, co- just what a white person looks like, but coloured different, uh, differently. But Neil Adams, no. apparently, drew him so that he actually looked 
like of ethnic persuasion. Yes. Right. See, I don't agree with that. Do you not? What was John Romita drawing when he was drawing Robbie Robertson? I don't know. And what was um, the this various is... different artists in Sergeant Fury drawing when they were drawing Izzy? This I think is... Izzy was the, the black... Just... No, Gabriel. It was Gabriel, wasn't it? That's just what I read in that book. Well, I don't think Super Gods has done his research then. <laughs> um, Chris's email continues. Uh, but what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I can still read that stuff because of the Neil Adams artwork. Yeah. And I think that the ideas behind the story still stand up. But is it overwritten? God, yes. <laughs> is it dated? Hell, yes. Well, yeah. But I can still read it and still enjoy it. Longbow Hunters was a change of pace that I enjoyed. Grell's art was just about perfect. I've read the whole regular monthly series, and if you plan on reading, bear in mind that the departure of Grell signalled a dramatic change in quality, in my opinion at least. The series had its ups and downs, but it was a solid book. Ollie even curbed his man horners for a while. It wasn't completely outside of the DCU, as I recall an issue with Hal, but Hal was without his costume. The story stayed pretty adult, and it was a refreshing take on the character, and he wasn't just a cartoon like he was when he was written by O'Neill. I need to stop ripping on him, but it was just so ridiculous. I am Ollie! I am a liberal! And nothing else. His dialogue in the 70s and early 80s was like, well, all of the dialogue in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. (laughs) Yeah, well, I've said before, Oliver Queen is one of the few characters to actually have a political affiliation. I've also said before, I don't always agree with his political affiliation or the things but he says it's nice to but it's that nice he has one. that he has one yeah. because they do steer away from that understandably mm-hmm. with a lot of comic book characters so whilst Ollie frequently espoused ideas that I didn't appro- not approve of but I didn't agree with it was good that, to know that yeah and I would frequently say well I could counteract that argument with this yes but it was nice that he actually did have what was opinions Denny O'Neill Adams stuff was for just to counteract opinions and show both sides of. You didn't show both sides when it was Oliver Queen, though. Well, what, it's Hal, Oliver Queen's side of the argument, and that's it. With Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan was kind of like, hmm, maybe Ollie's onto something, wasn't he? <laughs> he was hardly pointing out the flaws in his argument. Yeah. Kevin Smith's take on the character was interesting. I really enjoyed it, continued Crease, although I was sceptical when it first came out that there would be delays. Really? <laughs> Kevin Smith boot delayed. Film at 11. Kevin did take the latter half of my 20s to finish Daredevil. God, yeah. I think that the art grabbed me. Ollie did sort of resemble Kurt Cobain in that first issue. I wanted the issue to include a nice cover of The Man Who Sold the World. Alas, I was denied. The story art was fun, if riddled with Kevin's usual takes on comic characters. They weren't entirely out of character, but they do take turns as Randall and Dante. Meltzer was pretty solid after this run, and when we get to Winnick... I will actually differ from some others on that. I like Winnick on Green Arrow. He may be ill-suited for other characters, teams, etc., but Green Arrow works with him at the helm. People thought it over the top that Mia was diagnosed with HIV, as this this was shock value. I thought at the time that it was not overly shocking. A. She'd been a prostitute. B. She appeared in a book with a character who previously was considered the mature line. And C. I think that the issue was handled pretty well. It was a good ride, only later ruined by Cry for Justice, which, well, ruined the character. And for the record, Dina was a mild to medium a-hole for leaving Ollie because he killed someone who murdered his granddaughter and maimed his adopted son. If ever there was a time to give someone a free pass, especially when she had no problem with killing her captor in Longbow Hunters, hypocritical much, that was the time. I watched episode three last night of Arrow and liked it, but really think it was a good idea to have watched the first two episodes prior to this one. (laughs) Who is the Mongolian Robin Hood on the island? They haven't explained that yet. I, too, have watched three episodes of Arrow as of this recording. I'm quite enjoying it. Okay. It's very small villain, which normally wouldn't be a recommendation. 
But the darker take works for Oliver Queen's character. And I don't know why they call Dina Laurel all the time, even though I know the comic's name was Dina Laurel Lance, but she was always called Dina. Yeah. So calling her Laurel just irritates me. Well, from the bits I've seen, it just seems like a... It's a CW show. And it seems like the Nolan Bale movies. Hmm. The Nolan Bale movies are very... And from the bits I've seen as well, there's, there's more Easter eggs and references in that than there is in Swamp Thing. There's a lot of Easter eggs and references in it. Giggle? Yes. Grill? Yes, what? there is. Colin Salmon can't be in it for long. Okay. Because he's currently doing Strictly. Okay. So he can't be over in Canada filming um, Green Arrow. And be in London. And be in London doing Strictly. Yeah. And the Green Arrow mansion is Lex Luthor's mansion from Smallville, so apparently there's only one mansion in Canada. Yeah. By all accounts. As usual, enjoying the show. I'm almost caught up with the golden oldies, and so very glad to hear that my fears of the demise of Stormtrooper Gary were unfounded. What will I do with all this potato salad and these black armbands? Give them to Superman. I'm sure he'll die again soon. I legally look forward to... Wait, what? Seriously? Maximum carnage? This is a joke, right? No? Okay, I'll give it a go. Um... We suffered that too. I think it would be fair to say we didn't treat Maximum Carnage entirely reverential, no. Rev- reverently. No. It, it, it'll, it just, we'll have to see whether people liked it or not. Yeah. It was one of those things where it's out the way now so we can say, you know sometimes we do pick topics and then think, why the hell did we pick this? That was one of them. That was one of them. Yep. In fact, we haven't done many like that. We've, not, we've done very few where we've thought, God, why have we said we'd do this? The Batman stuff? No, the Batman stuff. We're still doing the Batman stuff. We're still doing that because I love doing it. But Night's Quest did go on a bit long. Yeah. I do admit that. Uh, Thank you for the most enjoyable episode and season, Chris Keith. P.S. I need to catch up on Fantasticast. I'm on the annuals episode with John Wilson right now. So that I can email him with comments. Loving that show as well. Well, thank you very much. Just to... uh... That'll please Stephen. Yeah. That we plugged Fantasticast. Our next email is from a red-hot new listener feedback. New listener? Yeah. Awesome. Michael Peacock. Hello, Michael. Does he come with the uh, enhanced cover? What, if he's red-hot? Yeah. What cover do you think Michael Peacock would have? I'm not sure. A scratch-and-sniff one? Why? (laughs) Why not? Um, Because they never did that in the 90s. A gold tin foil cover? Gold tin foil cover. Yeah. Red hot. Only one per customer. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. Dear Andrew and Michael. Hello, Hello, Michael. The story goes as follows. Long time listener, first time feedbacker. I've been enjoying Hey Kids for about a year now and have been having a blast with your topics of discussion and your fantastic yeah. wit and humour. See? Some people think we have fantastic wit and humour. I was just going to say, sure, he's been listening to our show. Well, there are two Hey Kids comics. There are, yes. There is another podcast called Hey Kids Comics. There's nothing to do with us. You put our name, so I'm assuming he's listened to our show. I presume so. And I felt the prompt from the last episode of the Showcase on series to finally write in. Let me put it to you both this way. I enjoyed the series so much it made me write to your show. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah. Needless to say, I would more than look forward to another Showcase on series. However... Michael brought up an interesting point with the discussion on the next series. Oh, do go on. I do like these. <laughs> I'm not suggesting this as a means for Hey Kids to be the centre of nerd rage, but it would be very interesting if you did a showcase on series with creators that each of you picked that you generally dislike. 
but found three works that you felt were some positive highlights of their career. Because while talking about favourite creators can be done with the ease of talking in some anticipatory breaths, it's finding qualities about those you generally mutter and groan about where the real challenge lies. I'm just saying think about it. It's a very provocative idea. Yeah. The problem with that is I would have to wade through Tons of Judd Winnick comics. I would have to wade through tons of Rob Liffield comics. Before we got to one that we... Actually, this one was quite good. Yeah. So, it's an excellent idea, though, to pick somebody that we're, we're lukewarm or outright dislike. But would be effort in practice. But, see, I'm one of those people who I don't think you can say, these are the top ten Batman stories ever, yeah. if you've not read every single Batman story. Yeah. You can say these are my ten favourite Batman stories. Mm-hmm. So to do something like that, where we picked a creator that we don't like, we were, I would have to read a huge body of their work for me to be able to say, actually, this one was good. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like, I don't know that I have that kind of time. And I'm trying to think of somebody I really, really despise. Other than Judd Winnick. Whose work never, never said anything to me. There's Rob, there is, there's Rob Leffield who I never particularly named of. Mm. I suppose there's Jim Lee. Really? I don't despise, you see, I don't despise Jim Lee, but I don't think he's, he's everything that everyone says he is. Yeah, but if I went and got you the, my Hush of Rap now. Yeah, see, that's, I loved Hush. Yeah. Because we have said we will cover Hush at some point. Yeah. So yeah, see, I can't think of anyone I actively despise, even the, the, the much, fetid Grant Morrison I don't despise everything he's written do I no there are some things you've given me that I've been this is cack mm. and then you give me Batman 700 and it was like oh, this is actually quite good I would have to say the, <coughs> the, the only person I utterly dislike as both a person and a, a, a artist would be Liffield because even with Alan Moore I do like some of his work but with Liffield he's proven himself recently to be a bit of a yeah but even then he did make some good points when he's saying you're just overly concerned that at all times that you're just going to end up another bat book because the bat books sell. He's actually making a pretty good point. Yeah. That DC have been quite good with this new 52 of experimenting with new genres, but they're still publishing much more bat material than anything else. Than anything else. And but it's how he went about saying that. Yes, I'm not disagreeing that how he went about saying what he said did make him come across as a humongous D-bag. Yeah. But some of what he said was valid. Mm. Personally slagging people off was stupid. Yes. And see, what mm-hmm. you just said is there is nobody I actively dislike as a person. Mm. Because that's, I just don't want to get into that whole thing. I'm not here to slag people off personally. It's the work. He's it's the work. I've slagged the work off. Yeah. If I think the work is crap, yes. if they want to listen to the show and slag us off, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But if they come around and say I beat my wife, I'll punch them in the face because <laughs> that's blatantly untrue. Character assassination. So it's a good idea. Yeah. In theory, I'm thinking about how in practice we could go about doing it without me having to read a load of comics that I don't care about and don't want to read, and would just make me want to chop off my nose. I could easily do Dick Cohen Kirby. So you, well, you, but you don't dislike Kirby. That's why I could easily do him. I dislike a lot of his stuff, but at the same time, I like a lot of his stuff. Mm, so it's not something you generally dislike? Generally. See, I'm itching to read that Jack Kirby's Fourth World stuff, but I'm waiting until we've got the Fourth the Omnibus. The Fourth World stuff is, See, what I've read, is great. And I loved OMAC. Yeah. I thought OMAC was great. And Ben sent us 2001. 
which, which is gorgeous to, cool look, to at. look at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but so see, I don't, I can't think of anyone I genuinely dislike enough to justify it. Because even with most people, I don't tend to buy comics I don't like, yeah. unless they're for you, obviously. <laughs> but it's a provocative idea. Anyway, Michael's email continues, I've yet to catch up on my Hey Kids listening, which means the coverage of the Longbow Hunters are now the first part of your Maximum Carnage review. I can almost already predict I might side more with Michael's general initial goodwill about the series. Yeah, it was initially it was goodwill, yeah. wasn't it? Sorry, Andrew, but this miniseries was coming out when I was actively first hitting the comic book stores for collecting, so it holds a fond spot in my regard. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Do you you have a fond nostalgic feeling for Maximum Carnage? For Maximum yeah, Carnage. but you now wish you'd done read it again, don't you? Yeah. So the, the the fond nostalgic feeling was still would still low, yeah. Then again, so does a lot of Liffield-inspired image titles. No accounting for a Yank's taste in comics, I suppose. No, it all depends on when you started reading them, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I suppose to you, you can't understand why I have this intense fondness for George Perez and John Byrne. I do like <clears throat> Perez and Byrne. Yeah, but for me, they were Liffield and Lee yeah. when I started reading comics. They were the two artists that came along, kicked over all the tables, looked nothing like the old guard made the old guard look old fashioned yeah. and started producing brilliant comics and so then the next generation in the 90s it was Liffield and Lee that did that mm. and then the next generation in the noughties who would it be then? Brian Hitch and Mark Miller possibly? Brian Hitch as an artist who was another artist that came along and kicked over the tables and made it all different yeah. John Cassidy? Possibly? Possibly Possibly Cassidy So I get the nostalgic fondness for Liffield and Lee. Yeah. If that's if you started reading comics in the nineties. So that's perfectly okay, Mike. Where was I? <clears throat> Both of you take care, have an excellent day, and I look forward to interacting with the show again some down down the road. Sincerely Mike Peacock, we look forward to listening to you. Mm-hmm. Listening to you? Reading. We look forward to reading your future correspondence. P.S. I'm sure you both received an update on this not long after the showcase on Alex Ross episode, but I do recall that about 2009 or so he did come back to Marvel to help assist in the Avengers Invaders 12-part series. As memory serves, it wasn't a bad story, but felt somewhat extended. I think yes. someone mentioned that to me on Facebook, but I've never read it. I did that, but... Slip I, your mind. I, have n- I had no interest in reading it because I don't think he did the art in it. Did he not? I'm not so sure. what did he do in it, then? I'm not sure if he was a co-writer or an artist. He did the covers, didn't he? He did the covers. He always does covers. Right. With one email left, and we'll cover it tonight, because like I say, in last week's show, we didn't do any emails. (laughs) (coughs) Listen, all you fools, don't you know that carnage rules... That's why he's singing that all day. ...is the subject heading. He preempted us, though. Yeah. Because as of him writing this email... This is Luke Giaconetti again. Hi, Luke. As of Luke writing this email, he's not heard that we've put that in the show. Okay. But as of us reading the email, obviously, those three episodes are done and dusted and in the can. Yes. And we did include that Green Jelly song yes. from the Maximum Carnage video game. This is breaking news. The serial killer known as Carnage is loose in New York. Our astoundingly British reporters, Andrew and Michael Leyland, are on the scene. Yes, this was the scene in New York today as... The superheroes did not bother to show up to save the day. No, but Spider-Man just kind of prevaricated and put off doing anything because he didn't want Venom to sink to Carnage's level. And it's safe to hang out around Carnage now because he's not even killing people. No, no, no. Back to Trisha Tanaka. (laughs) 
Tack an hour. Tack an hour. Yes, that was, not it? Ah, Maximum Carnage. The first event series I ever read. Bought it off the shelf every week or two weeks and would turn through the issues when I got home. I was about 13 when this story started and the biggest Venom fanboy in the world. So I ate this up and swallowed the hook. So if you were 13 when you first read Maximum Carnage, I can totally understand why you think it's brilliant. Yeah. Why you think it's cheese on toast. <laughs> that is good. Yes. In retrospect... Yeah, it's a little insane. A little? Howling Mad Murdoch is sane. (laughs) But I will never be able to look at this story objectively. Such is my strong emotional connection to it, as well as Venom from this time frame. But I did want to make a few comments on the first episode. I never thought that making Venom an anti-hero was misguided. For one thing, he was making Marvel a lot of money in sales and merchandise, and he was no more violent than Wolverine or Ghost Rider, both of whom were appearing in multiple books at this point. Yes, but Luke... Venom killed people in his first appearance. Now, I'm not saying Wolverine and Ghost Rider haven't killed people. I'm not sure about Ghost Rider. I'm pretty sure Wolverine yeah. has. But from his from the get-go, he Wolverine wasn't. didn't slaughter innocent people. No. I have no problem with Venom killing people if that's his raison d'etre. But when he kills people and then says, I'm going to save people yes, now. and I'm going to save people now. I only kill... It, people who I protect innocence. Yeah. No, that no, he didn't. Year old cop. Yes. And then when you have ridiculous lines of dialogue like Spider Man saying, No, Venom, <laughs> don't fall, don't lower yourself to carnages, whatever the word level. is I'm looking for, level. And you're like, Oh. So, no, I'm sorry, I think we're going to have to have a, an agreement to disagree, though. Yeah. <clears throat> The character's conflict, he's a violent vigilante who wants to protect the innocent, but he didn't when he started! He didn't care about the innocent! But uses lethal force was ripe for exploration. Say, I have no problem with that if that's how he was always originally portrayed. Mm. But he didn't. It's like Angel in Buffy. For 200 years, Angel killed people. And he did it with a song in his heart. And he thoroughly enjoyed doing it. And then he was cursed with a soul. So by having a soul, he realises that what he's done is wrong. And he now goes on the path to atone for his sins, knowing that he can never atone for everything that he's done. But he does it because it's the right and heroic thing for him to do, to try and at least make up for what he did in the past. Venom has had no such crisis of conscience. It's not like he woke up one morning and thought, oh, I've killed innocent people. I'm going about this all wrong. I need to try and make up for that. No, he still enjoys killing. He still enjoys what he does. All this bogus cack that was pasted onto the character after the fact about him protecting the innocent is bollocks. So what about Anti-Venom then? I don't remember a lot about Anti-Venom. He's still Eddie Brock, isn't he? Yeah. Um, He has cancer, turned into Anti-Venom. Yes. Saves people, kills Venom. But, um, see, if he's had some big crisis of conscience somewhere in between that I've not read... Him getting cancer and... Yeah. And yeah. realising that what he's been doing is wrong and he's going to go about and he's going to change it. He still kills people. Yeah. But he's killing people that are bad. So that's acceptable. Yeah. Because that's what the Punisher does, essentially. It's what Wolverine does and stuff like that. But Venom, to me, never had that, that change of character. He was still the loony nut job who blamed other people for his own inadequacies. Yeah. He never came to a startling realisation that, wait a minute... Spider-Man isn't at 
actually responsible for this. I am. So he so never had. I make up for them. Yeah, he never had that moment of self-realization. Yeah. He's just a bonehead who blames everyone else for his own problems. He's not a hero. He's an idiot. Yeah. And his miniseries, Luke's email continues, unlike what some people tell you, sold well for a long time. Oh, no, I don't doubt that they were big sellers. The early 90s loved the violent anti-heroes, agree. And Venom was one of the few that really worked, at least for me. See, I think that's your edge, to be honest with you. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on Venom. Yeah. I like. I much prefer him as a ruthless, idiotic, stupid bad guy. Because he's cool. Yeah, he's fine when he's doing that. Huh? Michael mentioned that he only knew Shriek from the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man and Islands of Adventure. A common mix-up, but the villainess in that ride is the red and yellow symbiote warrior known as Scream, not Shriek. So that's why she looks different then. Yes. Because that's been qu- that, the question I've had for a long time. Is that but, bugging you? Yeah, but it doesn't look the same, but it must be because their names are the same. No, so they're not. Scream was introduced in Venom's first miniseries, Lethal Protector, along with four other offspring spring symbiote Raya Agony Lasher and Phage the 90s oh the 90s hey but thanks for correcting us on that because we did think that was um, treat didn't we yeah speaking of lethal protector that was where Eddie's mullet comes from depending on the artist it would get longer or shorter but Eddie grown out of his hair after Amazing Spider-Man 375 was rocking the business in front party in the real look pretty regularly yes another <laughs> reason to think that he's a bit of a buffoon the guys, you guys mentioned that Martin Bagley liked to draw MJ in her underwear. I don't think we complained about it. We did mention it. Yeah. I don't think we were we were upset about it. The gratuitous look at MJ's ass wasn't upset. <laughs> While this is a 100% true statement, I would argue that Todd McFarlane drew in her underwear or all the rest undressed even more than Bagley did. Yes, he did. To the flat out point where she took her clothes off. Yeah. Eric Larson, not so much. Yeah, that's because Eric Larson's Mary Jane was pig ugly. Really? God, yeah. I don't. Eric Larson's a great artist, but he couldn't do Mary Jane. Yeah. I don't know why. And he always had a dress like Peggy Bundy, <laughs> which is just a bit silly. Speaking of Bagley, I always liked his Venom. Yes, we liked his Venom. Yes. Not as ridiculous looking as Larson's rendering, which was an intentional way of making him look stupid. And I'm a fan of the two little fangs Bags would give him. The covers to Amazing Spider-Man 374 and 375 always stood out to me as very powerful, striking Venom covers. You guys also made the joke that to Spidey, Venom was more important than Murray Jane. Well, duh. I didn't see MJ holding down any miniseries in the 90s, did you? Venom was a lot more important when it came to selling comic books. Yeah, when it comes to selling comic books, but he shouldn't be more important than your wife within the context <laughs> of the story. I think that was the point we were trying to make. Yeah. And I don't know, I'd have bought a Murray Jane miniseries. Just think, she could have been on the set of Secret Hospital like in Castle, and a murder happens. And she decides to solve it herself. Yeah. It all goes well. She becomes Mary Jane P.I. She's got her own spin-off book away from the Spider-Man books. Loving it. <laughs> all right. Loving it large. <laughs> yeah, she didn't do novels. What, Mary Jane? Mary Jane could be writing novels, and then it could be Murder, She Wrote. No, they, they did novels about Mary Jane. Like yes, they did a couple of Mary Jane books. Too. But that was in the time where Marvel were doing Pride and Prejudice comics. Yeah, they, they tried anything for a while. Yeah. They? And finally, Andy, you asked how Asbats could drive the Batmobile with his clawed gloves. My answer to that is that's why he had the Bat Train. <laughs> it's the bad trained clawed gloves. you full power and it steers for you. Bat Train was awesome. Can't wait for the next episode and to reread Maximum Carnage and Amazing Spider-Man 374 and 377 and Lethal Protector and Ad Infinitum. Luke. Thank you, Luke. Thank you for your email. Yes. 
And that's it for emails this week. We're going to take a short break and then we will reconvene in the other room with the rest of the family. With the rest of the family, where we will sit and watch Superman 3 on the big screen deli. Yes. We'll be back in a minute. Clouds of war gather ominously over Europe. The Great Depression grips the world. But one globe-trotting archaeologist's thirst for adventure and discovery remains undaunted by his times. Stan Lee presents... The Further Adventures of Indiana Jones. Further Adventures of Indiana Jones, now a regular feature on Star Wars Monthly Monday, available the first Monday of every month at twotruefreaks.libson.com. And you got a little bit I'm going to hold it, What's the point? Why is everybody... I figured I need to sit next year because I am 60% of the show. <laughs> 60% of the show. Okay. And we're back! Thanks to the wonders that is post-production. Thanks to the wonders that is post-production. Uh, Michael is eating, so no strange there. No strange No strange, no change there when we move back to coming back from a commercial break. And today, because, well, the real reason is I messed up, isn't it? Have you recorded that once again? I've completely messed up, and I messed up when the 100 episode was, and thus we've had to come up with a down and dirty episode quite quickly. So, we've decided to do another one of those Order Your Commentaries, which is our standard response to, we need to do an episode quickly. As you can tell, I am off notes and stumbling (laughs) slightly, probably because my family is doing nothing but taking the mick. So it's yes, so easy, we will jump on the opportunity. Back. Yes, the entire family's here. Say hello, Anya. Hello. I'm here, I'm Andrew Leyland. I'm Michael Leyland. And hello, say hello, hello, hello. Say hello, Angela. Hello, Angela. And today we are going and to I'm do a Adam Leyland. Uh. Yeah, Adam's not with us because <laughs> he doesn't like spending time with his family. Today we are doing a commentary on Superman 3. That will be best exciting. one of the lot. Yes, yes, yes. Why have we picked Superman 3, you may ask, instead of one I don't know one. why I have we picked Superman well, 3. Well, this isn't going to be a bitch fest, because I have to like Superman 3, and it has jam in it. And your mum has fond memories of Superman 3. Fun? I'm sure she has memories of Superman 3. Okay, so that's why we've picked this one. I don't think your sister's ever seen it, because it's moderately child-friendly. I so the, them. Yeah. So the disc is in. If you're in America, I don't know how this is going to work out. If you're one of those people that listens to audio commentaries that are done by Tim Pot podcasters like us, as opposed to professional movie makers, because obviously we are on the PAL system and you are on the NTS system, which normally means there's a slight discrepancy in the running time. But the disc is in. It is on 0000000 destruct zero. And if you get that reference, congratulations. You don't have to whisper on you, you're on the commentary. You can not that many join in. And I am pressing unpause right now. And it's the Warner Brothers logo. Should we have the da, subtitles da, on? Da, da. So that we can actually hear the dialogue as well. Hear the dialogue. So if subtitles if, on. If, shut up. <laughs> if you want to go to Potty, 
then you're out of luck because you'll you'll miss the WhatsApp. Superman three opened in the United States of America, according to Wikipedia, on June seventeenth, nineteen eighty three, because it's true. Which was one month after the release of Return of the Jedi. August. I always thought August was a rather silly name. It opened in the UK, nineteenth of July, nineteen eighty three. Wikipedia is our friend. Now, this is always slightly weird for me, watching Superman 3 on DVD. Because I saw it at the cinema when it came out. But then, I saw it on video a couple of times, obviously. But when it was shown by ITV in 1985, I want to say, they showed the 100 and... That's a funny line. The 145-minute version. Not the 125-minute version that's on the DVD. So I'm sat watching it now, and I'll be going, there's a bit missing there. There's a bit missing there. When in fact, there isn't really. It was shown in an extended form on TV, but the DVD isn't cut. For example, there was an opening credit scene before this, when it was on TV. Okay. Where they, they just had the credits over a starscape, like they normally do. And then it came onto this. Whereas this is a pre-credit sequence in the actual film itself. Okay. There you go. I thought I would. I would. I would lay that out there. In the novel, this bit switched around for some reason. Okay. Probably the only change that they made to the novel. What do you think about Superman Three, Angela? What are your memories? Jam. Jam. Well, will you will you point out the jam when we get there? Jelly for you, American listeners. Jelly, yes. Angela, Angela likes the jelly. Have you ever seen? Have you ever watched this all the way through? Me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh yeah, we've me and you have watched this when you were a kid, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, I watched it with Adam. And Anya has never watched Superman three. I watched every other one, but not this one. So now you get an extended and prolonged slapstick sequence. Pamela Stevenson. What's Pamela Stevenson more famous for now, Ange? Being married to Billy Connolly. Being married to Billy Connolly. That is very true. First time Christopher Reeve was top billed on a Superman film. Superman the movie, obviously he was credited underneath Marlon Brando and Gene Hackman. <laughs> that was funny. Um, in Superman 2, underneath Gene Hackman. Roller skates in the city. She's obviously not very good at wearing roller skates. This is all filmed in London. Why did they have penguins just out? Oh, right, the toys. The toys. This isn't Batman Returns. <laughs> there isn't just a, a penguins going to walk by with, with rocket packs. Rocket packs. Yeah. No, they have rockets. Oh, no. Oh, the poor little penguin's on fire. As with the previous Superman films, this was filmed in a mixture of UK and Canada, I believe. So not actually New York. No, I don't. They did some second unit photography in New York for the first two. I don't know if they did for this one. It did mean that when you watch this on TV, the picture kept going blurry for no reason. Okay. Because they'd put the credits before the Gus Gorman pre-credit sequence. Mm. When you see the credits in this bit, it goes blurry, doesn't it? Because that's where the credits are. Yeah. So when you watch the TV version, it just went blurry, and you were like, "Oh, what's going on?" I don't like that little bit. Where he pats the penguin down. His hat doesn't match his suit. No, and he just... Are you a fashion expert now? I'm a fashion expert now, yes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
See, this gets slagged off, but so let's see though where it goes blurry. Yeah. So in the TV version, it would just go blurry for no reason. Why there's bombs out in the street? They're not bombs, they're penguins. No, I mean those bombs that set the penguin on fire. Aren't they just supposed to be lights for some reason? They are comedy gold! All little goombas. Yeah. Not goombas, they're bombs. Oh dear, some of this is rather silly. This isn't going to be a bitch fest, because I quite like Superman 3. Because when stirs just aren't enough... <laughs> you slide down a nearby banister. Robert Vaughn's credit on this is very strange. It wasn't a banister, Dad. What, what was it? Strange? You'd have thought you'd have got the and, but Margot Kidder gets the and. And and as. And, yeah, Margot Kidder's in it for, like, two minutes. Where's that water coming from? He's parked over a fire hydrant. Oh, right. He just crashed over a fire hydrant. Were you not paying attention? I was paying attention, but... I do like his suit, though. I wouldn't wear a suit that colour, but... At least he's not wearing his traditional blue and red. See that kid there? That kid played Baby Superman in Superman the movie. I quite like that bit. And then he rips the bottom bit off and gives it to the kid. What does he do with the other ones? That's cool. See, that's why, for me, the flying sequences in the other films have never matched these. Even though some of the special effects are a bit ropey. Christopher Reeve did a lot of wire work, didn't he? Mm -hmm. That sells it. Which they didn't do in Superman Returns. Jimmy Olsen just sort of happens He's 30, 40 feet off the floor, though. See, there's a bit missing, there. In the TV cut, Bob Todd, best known for being in the Benny Hill show. In the TV version, a kid is on a seesaw, and the kid gets flung up into the tree by a weight landing on the other side of the seesaw. And Superman rescues him from the tree. So all the way through, it was a bit missing them. Oh, look at mine. Who gets everything that's coming to him. The... Uh, yeah. Are you trying to aim for these people? No. <laughs> well, maybe the mime. Oh, I'm not entirely convinced by this opening sequence here. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Brandon Ralph said he wanted to do more flying wire work stuff. And they didn't let him. They did most of it CJ. Fair because it's cheaper or whatever. See, that's that's not very Superman, is it? No. Smacking that poor guy in the face with a pie. <laughs> pie in the face. But you found that humorous, didn't you? And he has been down a grid as well. And he's, not, he's not had a very good day, has he? No, I've been stepped on in the head. Yes, i stepped on in the head. Now, we could sit and... Mo he's doing if statements. I was, teach I was teaching if statements today. That's brilliant. We could mock the computer technology we could. of this film. But, yeah. What are they playing? Zork. <laughs> On those primitive Apple computers. It was Apple? There was a picture of an Apple, though. Oh, right. Maybe that was what was it? Now, you've seen Office Space. Yes. They actually do this in Office Space, don't they? Gus Gorman's ultimate plan. Oh, yeah. Where they take the... Point one of a cent from everybody's paycheck. Yeah, it turns into yeah. a lot. 
stock footage from Superman 1 and 2 because unless that guy with the blue checkered shirt though walks past all the time maybe he works in the next door building I go the same way every day but wearing the same clothes yeah I'm Mickey Murphy now. one thing I don't understand is why am I going to be a black actor in the future why not She's Webster's. Leave it at that. Don't get used to Lois Lane. Because this is her entire scene. Yeah. She's in this bit. I know that that's upsetting to you because you quite like Lois, don't you? Why is she only in this part? She fell out with the producers. Um, she's going on holiday. <laughs> she is. She's going to Bermuda. What's that? Bermuda. Out in the Caribbean. There's a triangle though. <laughs> yeah, people disappear into it. Photographer eats with his camera. Photographer sleeps with his camera. I love that line. Jingo bingo. Jingo bingo. Kill. See, this film gets a lot of flat. Bingo on wheels. And rightly so. When old people can't go playing bingo, the bingo comes to them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think these bits in the Daily Planet are pretty good. And so I don't think the writing's quite well done. And then Lois gets all excited. What a make a terrific story. Could you shut up for trying <laughs> to do our job here? Well, Perry's very much the same. William Cotts Winkle, which is a great name, it has to be said, did uh, the novelisation of this film and did a very workmanlike job. Workmanlike? Workmanlike. By which that's negative or positive. He was paid to turn this film into a book. And did. And did. Burley. Okay. He added, there's no subplot added, there's no character motivation added. I mean, it's alright for what it is, but I thought we would have gotten a nice big long subplot about what Lois Lane was up to, but we didn't. It's all kind of lame. Why is Jimmy going? He's a photographer. <laughs> Christopher, he's brilliant there. I'm sorry, but he is. Bermuda. And both of them would appear in Smallville. So it worked out quite well. Okay. That was the best episode of Smallville. The one with Christopher Reeven. That was good, that one. Because then you could argue that Superman was actually in Smallville. Yay! Well, Dean Kane was in an episode as well. Yeah. And both of those actors played Superman much more than Tom Welling ever did. Mm-hmm. Speaking of computers. Dean Kane. It looks like the Matrix. It did look like the Matrix, yes. What? Nothing. Uh, I was asking, can she move my cup? Oh, right, okay. Fair enough. I do like those large can headphones. You, can, can, can I have a stapler? Uh, I do not want to be pushed back. Is there going to be lots of office space references as we work through the movie? Oh, 
What, what tax rate is that? If they get 145, 18, they're supposed to get 225. I wish I was good at maths. I wish I was good at maths. Because that must be his pension contribution mm. if he's going to get that when he's 65. He's explaining the plot now, Anya. You don't care about these bits, do you? <laughs> well, of course, always thinking with your stomach. Very good, Chewbacca impression. And thus, a major plot point comes. The DVD picture's quite good, isn't it? Mm. I think I've only watched this one since I got this big mega 14-disc Superman set that came out in 2006, wasn't it, when Superman Returns came out? And you read about Blu-ray. Yeah. I, did, I think I've read somewhere that the Blu-ray one of this, they buggered up the mastering. They've made the picture too bright so you can actually see the wires when he's flying. Well, like a Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, like on a Nightmare Before Christmas where they took the wires away. Or the Blu-ray of Star Wars where you can see Dave Prowse through Darth Vader's mask. Mm. Which made you laugh and made me go, No! Because I just thought that was appalling. Now that's the Matrix. No, Gus Gordon's been smart here and he's making himself a check for lots of money. Wow, a light pen in 1983. It's <laughs> very impressive. I was 11 in 1983. Wait. Yeah. I was born in 2006. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you in 1998, Michael? Just feel it random. <laughs> 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 not this one. <laughs> I know you're not very good at maths. <laughs> I love this bit as well. Look. Clark, three. Clark, yes, well done. <laughs> Clark's bored out of his tree listening to flying. Jimmy's waffle. Yeah, I bet that really annoyed him when he said he was sending Jimmy Olsen with him. Because he meant he had to get the bus. It's like being in a car with Anya. <laughs> Just oh, hey, Anya. Hey, baby, how are you doing? Fine. What's with the bright yellow fire... Fire trucks? Fire engine. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> it's a chemical plant. Oh no. We get one of the great transformations here. Well, that could be dangerous, Jimmy. That, that cop just watches him. That running. cop just lets Jimmy go. This bit's great. That's a great transformation sequence. Oh, I love that. I just think that's brilliant. It's not my favourite one. My favourite one's the one from Superman 2 who runs through the alleyway. I like it when he just spins around and gets changed. That's Wonder Woman. <laughs> Do you like the bat poles as well, love? Do you like them? I like it when Superman uses the bat poles. I like it when Superman uses the bat poles. Because it's the way he landed as well. He lands like a ballet dancer, did you notice? Yeah. Superman on ice. He always does. Yeah. He sold it better than anybody else. Although, arguably, the other ones didn't really get to do it, did they? 
George Reeves just jumped on a trampoline. Yeah. Didn't do any wire work after yeah, one of the wires. Well. Yeah, but he did punch people in the face. Yeah, yeah, it, was it was funny when he jumped on a trampoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dean Kane just kind of flapped his cape in front of the camera as if he was taking it off. <laughs> like Batman. And Brandon Routh was all CG. So he's really the only one who's done lots of wire work. Oh, this is the best day I ever showed up to work. Yeah, I bet they're all sat there going, Excellent, Superman was at work today. Superman made us a slide. It was brilliant. <laughs> and, then he, and then he gave me a comfy bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. is, this, is this scene the second best scene in the film? I'm going to leave the oven on from now on. <laughs> Where Superman goes off doing super stuff. With, with a, the, the lake. Yeah, oh yeah, the lake thing's coming up. I love that bit with the lake. Makes no sense scientifically, but I don't care. Why do you not freeze the entire lake? I love that. Why freezes it and picks it up? Yeah, freezes it and picks it up. I love this bit. Nobody has stopped Jimmy doing any of this. Where are the health and safety officers? Pay attention to this bit. This bit's important later on in the film. Okay. Remember. Is it at this point Christopher Reeves were in a wig? Is it? There was some point, I can't remember, that he started wearing a wig because instead of dying his hair. But there, it just looks like his hair's not been dyed, doesn't it? Because he's still got sandy brown hair. Oh, you've just ruined that from there. Sorry about that. <laughs> I do apologise. Why were those firemen actually were washing each other rather than actually aiming the hose pipes at the fire. So that they're wet when they go into the fire. Uh, and it allows them to not get as hot quickly. Not burn. Oh, there goes Jimmy. Toy! Stop! It's not a toy! It's Derek Menning's special effects. <laughs> if they were in the hose pipes in each other, then wouldn't they go flying? Yeah. Jimmy's a liability, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Jimmy Olsen. Everywhere he goes. I love this bet. Terminator. <laughs> I'll be back. No, it really it was a really simple effect that made it look like he was walking through fire. It was great. What was that? That's from projection, probably. Was he walking behind it? Yeah. See that? Like and look how he lands. He was great, wasn't he? Yeah. It looked like he did arabesque. <laughs> Should we leave you alone for a minute? Yeah. It like we, he did arabesque. Just leave me alone. I'm sorry, but he was. Even without the back projection and the special effects, the little bits like that sell it. It's not a toy. I am not a toy. You're a sad, pathetic little man. <laughs> Thanks, son. <laughs> See again, again. Now he's going to disappear for five miles. Yeah, it'll only take him a minute. He's Superman. Flash could do it in forty seconds. But the Flash isn't in the film. There we go. Well, no. What the Flash would do was he'd run into the water and then do that spinny up thing, and then. He'd make the spinny tornado go over the... He'd have the tornado pick up all the water yeah. and then move the tornado where he was going. Green Lantern would use a giant straw 
But they're not brave. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Scientifically, this makes no sense. Unless he got underneath it and supported it from the middle. Yeah, it would still break. That would work. No, he's still there. But yeah, but he's, he's at the end of it. But I don't care, it's still Unless cool. he's flying fast enough to keep it straight. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with that. Doesn't look like it, but... <laughs> you have to be louder if you're going to be funny. Because that did look very V. I'll give you that. That man's a miracle. Oh, he's not said that yet, has he? Spoilers. Ah, the water's gone back to being green now. Superman did it again. There you go. That man's a miracle. I want more of that. I want more of him doing Kugel Super stuff. Okay. And now we've got to sit through the Gus Gorman plot. Yeah. Which is quite tedious. Although, I am one of the few people that like... Why is it class of 1965? That doesn't work out with his age, does it? I don't know. If he was 29 when he starts working at the Daily Planet in Superman the Movie in 1978. And they leave high school when they're 18, don't they? 14? What? Look at you! You! Look at you! You! So he'd be class of 67. Yeah. Not 65. Maybe he graduated early. What, because he's, he's... what And all his classmates did as well. They were all dead. No, he's, he's younger than a that's, 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 it's, it's not the implication that he's Why younger than a man. Why are watching a crotch? <laughs> I have no idea. Is this a different kind of film? No, this isn't Superman Triple X. <laughs> Although there is a new Superman vs. Spider-Man one of you. Lana? It's Lana Lang? Do you like her as much as Lois Lane? I don't know who she is. I don't know who Lana Lang probably is. Probably a good She didn't really watch a lot of Smallville with me. I didn't. I watched the Superman animated series. Oh yeah, you've watched the cartoons. She was never in it. She grew up to be Clark's mum, so that kiss though was a bit gross. If you think about it like that, <laughs> everyone's just stirring at me. She didn't really grow up to be his mum. She played his mum in Smallville. Is that what happens when you sign a contract to be in a Superman film? You then sign a contract to be in every other Superman live action thing. Every other incarnation of Superman, you will make an appearance. Yeah, because in Superman the movie, Kirk Allen and Noel Neal are Lois Lane's parents. And then Margot Kidder, Christopher Reeve, Neto Tool, and Mark McClure were all in Smallville. And Dean Cain and Terry Hatcher were in Smallville. And the guy who played Jimmy Olsen and the woman who played Lois Lane were also in Superman Returns. So, yeah. So, I suppose it's nice if you're Eric Durant and Tom Welling that you know in ten years' time you've got a job. Yeah. When the next incarnation of Superman comes along. Brad... Brad and Lana, which is a nice piece of continuity because there is a Brad and a Lana in Superman the movie. Okay. <laughs> he looks like a tobacco chewer. Yes, he, he looks like a. It looks like what he is, to be honest with you. 
Is it that or two very tiny? I don't know. She didn't look tiny in Smallville. Maybe everybody else was Smallville or Smallville. No, I think Tom Welling was supposed to be a six footer. I think I've ever Smallville with CG. Earth Angel, what did I say? Well, it looks like a giant compared to Lana. Well, he was a pretty big bloke. Do you know I think it's ironic that they're playing Earth Angel? That, that's why I just... No, oh, did you say it on the, the recorder? Did yeah. you say it on the microphone? That's, I said it on the microphone. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what? Kids will love it. Well, that's why I'm working here. Yeah. $200 a week. Oh, that's a bit that they do change in the book, which makes a bit more sense. He has the other check made out in somebody else's name. Because mm. it does seem a bit odd that later on they can't track down the guy that did it when he had the check in his own name. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Richard Pryor and Margot Kidder would, you know... Wouldn't you say... Giving you every exclusive. Wouldn't you say cool and put it in your pocket rather than going... (laughs) (laughs) I don't I quite like the idea of sitting there going... (laughs) I've got a big check. (laughs) That was funny. His line of dialogue there was funny. I don't know how he does it. Are the streamers or you just pull them off? Not for Superman. I think ladders are scary. The amount of times one way I was almost killed me getting comic boxes thrown. <laughs> me as well. Are there, do you think they're really pictures of them from high school? Well, they just made them look younger and The picture of Christopher Reeve was definitely an age-appropriate picture. I don't know if it was his high school yearbook picture. Does he not look like Park Kent to you? Who? On the picture of him. Which Park Kent? Her Park Kent. John Schneider. Bo Duke. I suppose he did it, but maybe that's who she ended up marrying. Bo Duke. Pay attention though. Set up for later on. See, some of this is actually quite well written. Yeah. Everything that they set up in little lines of dialogue and stuff, they pay off later on. Or I thought it was quite well done. What do I know? So it is a very well-polished episode. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> These bits are great. And two can play the Listen to what he's playing. Oh no, he's playing Earth Angel, though. What do you think it was playing? I thought he played dun dun dun, 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 which is what the kid plays in Superman Returns. Yeah, I thought he was going to do that. It's Napoleon Solo. Embezzled. Embezzled. I love that word. <laughs> I quite like Robert Vaughn in this. I find him quite funny. Mm. He's eminently quotable. Which you do. Quite a lot, don't I? Yeah. Who's the bad guy in this? This guy here. 
The Robert Vaughan, the one on the right. Napoleon Solo. That one. That one. There, yes. Who's now in Hustle? And Coronation Street. Wasn't he in Corrie for a bit? He was, yeah. Well, I'm a... Best of all, though, he's in The Magnificent Seven. Psychic nutritionist. Yes. See, they've cut out an entire subplot with Pamela Stevenson. Well, I'm glad the voices are annoying me already. She's um, actually supposed to be very, very intelligent. And you see her reading books by Sartre. Don't we find that out later anyway? Yeah, well, when she figures out what the computer is, but there's little subplots all through the film little okay. that are cut out of this film. Money tree. I'd like a money tree. So would I. Every dad. Thanks, love. It'd be a bit crappy if you had a money tree and it <laughs> rained outside. I mean, your tree would grow, but your money would. Get wet. Get very wet, wouldn't it? Unless it was in Pancoins. Utter moron. I wonder which one of those he could be then. I think he's a complete and utter moron. He's got a Magnum Ferrari! Dun, 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 dun! That's a bit when he goes skiing down the roof. Dun, 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 dun. Well, you can't park. Dun, 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 dun. That's the worst bit of parking I've seen. He just gives up. After oh, they park terribly in films and TV shows, don't they? They don't even lock the cars. Nope. What? Very good. <laughs> Ricky bowling with all his friends. How long's Clark milking this story? He, he has. Um, contacts all over the place surely the Daily Planet is only going to pay his expenses for so long especially seeing as he's ditched Jimmy yeah <laughs> come on that line was funny stewed to the gills he's only had chocolate milk mm-hmm. I like it. I like this bit this is my favourite Clark Kent of Christopher Reeves my favourite Clark Kent is still George Reeves okay because he kicked ass. But I like this bit where he's still Clark, but he doesn't take any guff off this guy. Cajoni Clark. Yeah. He's still nice and polite and all of that gubbins, but he doesn't let the big jerk embarrass the kid. The guy gets the water. To get any points from that to destroy them. Yeah, you get an extra point if you destroy all the pins. <laughs> yeah. Is that the way it works? Yeah, but you didn't destroy one of them. Oh yeah, you left one alive. <laughs> As a mercy. As a mercy. <laughs> to tell all his friends who killed them all. <laughs> all those poor bowling pins that now have no children or parents. But that one, that one survives. And that one will lead the bowling pin revolution that will one day rise up 
to be Superman's greatest adversary. Damn you! You know if Grant Morrison stayed in action long enough, that would have been the next story. Oh, God, I hope not. I don't want to give the man any ideas. So you could have done a runner here, because he's been asked to go up on his own. And there's another change in the book. He's escorted up by the security guard. Escorted. Yeah. Escorted. <laughs> I'm glad you're not on the show every week. <laughs> that was mean, dude. Robbers and rapists and rapists who rape robbers. <laughs> Come on, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, the young folks may have said that in 1974. Well, that talk just ain't flying on more turkey. How'd you get walls like that where I turn around and have things on the other side? Would you like one like that? Would you like a wall that turns around and has a, a big booze hound? Thing Not on the a booze hound! Why would I, yeah? I'm not. A Greek quarters. In three quarters. Yeah. <laughs> In secret. <laughs> Do you think he's paying any attention? Why did it spin right round? That doesn't make any sense, does it? Maybe you pull one book, it does one turn, and then if you pull two books, it does the whole turn. And because he pulled two books, yes. what would be the point of that? So, so that I get a no prize. Would you like a no prize for Superman 3? I would, actually. Yeah, that would be very good. Columbia. And what's the other one, kids? <laughs> oh, we're starting to try to stay family friendly. Yeah. It's not coffee. <laughs> it's not coffee. But it has pretty much the same effect. What? Turns brown in water. Yes. Turns brown in water. Yeah. What are you two on about? <laughs> what's brown anyway? <laughs> Who draws a perfect circle anyway? I think it was Attila the Hun. It's enough that I succeed, but that everybody else must fail. Attila the Hun. A compass. A compass draws a perfect circle. Yes. I can draw a perfect circle. Excellent. Obsidian is a rock. Hmm. I can watch your film without saying useless facts through it. <laughs> <laughs> kind, of, kind of pointless doing an audio commentary if we're not going to do stuff like that, isn't it? Dinosaur eggs in that bowl. Have you ever heard of Vulcan? Is that not Mr. Spock? Does that make any sense? Oh, a bright sunny the satellite day. satellite would do that. That a satellite can make the weather. If the satellite could make the weather, would we be sitting here now in three degree weather? No, we'd have a big satellite over the country, wouldn't be going, Make it warm! 
Notice Jimmy's in a cast now. Yes. Notice Jimmy's like... back in Metropolis now. Yes, Jimmy's back in Metropolis. Clark's still in Smallville. Clark's still in Smallville. On company expenses. It looks like it's spelled Sooth America. Maybe he gets double expenses now because Jimmy's not using them. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. That scientific terms, Rinky Dink and Mickey Mouse computer. Rinky Dink and Mickey Mouse, yeah, that's so totally what. And it has to be a Mickey Mouse computer. Okay, there's a Rinky Dink little computer system somewhere. Where do you think they're going to send him? Canada. Smallville. Smallville. That that's what I was going to say. Is that what you were yeah, going to say? Yeah, it was. You have a good day, Lana. How do you know Smallville's in the south? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was funny. It is, very well. I don't know what that music is, though. It's like country synth. Yes! <laughs> is that a blending of two musical genres that shouldn't be together? Two four has never been heard of. But country like, synth. But like peanut butter and uh, chocolate, it works just fine. Nom nom. Country synth. Yeah. Oh dear me. If Giorgio Moroder and Billy Ray Cyrus had a child, <laughs> we would have country synth. Yeah. That would be awesome. Just like dub acoustic. And thus, you see a scene here that Smallville milk ten years' worth of gags out of. Okay. He's got his Smallville high jacket around his neck that looks like a red cape with a big S on it. Okay. I thought he was just dressing up as the gay one from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> no, that would mean he'd be wearing a cravat. Uh, he eats the dog food in a minute, haven't you? I just thought you'd find that a bit funny. Some of that green stuff. See, come on, that was funny. He's that, not wanting to finish it though. No. Well, as a Kryptonian, maybe he doesn't know that we're not supposed to eat dog food. I don't know. See, it doesn't look like he's dying his hair black, though, does it? No. Or maybe that's just all part of his disguise now. Could be. I like the Smallville bits. Okay. They're the best bits of the film. Doesn't take much. Apart from Superman doing cool stuff. Yeah. I like it when he does cool stuff. They do cool stuff in Smallville. Ten years worth of cool stuff in Smallville. Uh, when? There's a couple of Yeah, episodes. well, those were the cool stuff the episodes we didn't so watch. So that it looks more romantic. That's a nice shot. I presume this was filmed in Canada. Yeah. 
Isn't everything filmed in Canada now? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, what's happened to little Ricky? Or Billy Bob or whatever his name is. Oh, I've never noticed that before. Just to show us that he's listening. To yeah, it's just to show that his super hearing's working. Yeah. Is she? Yeah, your mum can totally fix cars. Yeah, and she can, and she can fix the together. Yeah. So it took you 17 years for you to tell me that Lana Lang was my mum. Yeah, Lana Lang's your mum. Sorry about that. I'll mention it, Wanda. See that? Though? That's a great shot, isn't it? Unfortunately, I don't know Superman. I'm Superman. That's not quite as convincing. As a special effects shot. But this bit is brilliant. Right, could I not just swoop down and taken the kid and gone off instead of destroying Instead her. of destroying equipment. Yeah. Yeah, but the dog would have gotten her. That's true. And pick the dog up as well. Oh, we've all seen Independence Day. The dog will be just fine. Yeah, the dog will survive. God really needed to check he was okay rather than snatching him up. <laughs> he could have had serious injury and shouldn't have moved him. The X-ray visioned him. And check that he was alright. You already seen him do that with Jimmy. It's intricately plotted. Actually, he, he, re he rescued Jimmy and then checked if he was okay. Well. Wow. He'll just rub that head that he's just smacked on a rock. <laughs> no I'm head. sure he x rayed him and made sure he was okay. It looked like a pretty big rock. So did he plant the dog yeah. in the sewer drain so he had an, uh, an alibi for his secret identity? Yeah. You do? Could you get me his more important things to be doing than signing things? We now get one of the silliest scenes in the film. Silliest? What, that suit? <laughs> yeah, that, that suit that Gus Gorman's wearing is pretty bad. I'll give you that. <laughs> By pure coincidence, look who the guard is. A dimwit. <laughs> yes, it's a dimwit. so weird to see Richard Pryor in a PG movie. Uh, he was the Eddie Murphy of his day. Okay. It's like... Well, is that why I don't like him then? It's No, Richard Pryor was funny. It's like Eddie Murphy appearing in loads of PG kid-rated... Oh, wait a minute. That was a long way to go for a bad joke, wasn't it? Yeah. It fell flat on its Yes! <laughs> Thanks, love. I'm glad I've got you here to boost my ego. How did you just kick that door open? He's got the keys. He's, he's like the Fonz. He's very cool. Only this guy isn't. Yeah, there is that. And where did he have that big hat? Did he just have it in his pocket? He's got red Adidas trainers on. 
Adidas. And they don't. Oh no, there's four stripes. The knockoffs. <laughs> Blimey, big budget film. They couldn't afford brass and proper Adidas. Kind of sucks. Or maybe it? that's the character that he doesn't have enough for real Adidas and so has to have knockoffs. That's true. <laughs> The small will only have this one piece of music. Yeah. Synth country. Yeah. You haven't quite moved into the 19th yeah. century, let alone the 20th. It gets a bit silly now. Oh, oh, it gets. Well, it's not been overly silly so far. What bits? Been, ooh, ka-ching. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken product placement. What's been overly silly about it so far? The credit sequence. Yes, the credit sequence was slapstick. But when, whenever this guy's in it. Whenever this guy's in it, yeah. I like his digital watch. Mm. Because we still think digital watches are a really good idea. You know, I think this film might be better if he wasn't in it. What, and if they just had a another actor? No, if they'd have gotten rid of this whole subplot. And what would the plot have been then? Well, okay, you'd rework it so that you didn't have the stupid comedy, but... Well, the original plot for this was Brainiac, and Supergirl was in it. Well, they, they had Brainiac. And then they were going to spill Supergirl off into her own film from this. They did kind of did that anyway. Well, Supergirl just ended up with her own movie, didn't she? They still had Brainiac, innit? It's not really Brainiac, is it? No. Well, the original story idea was Brainiac. From the planet Kulu. And not Krypton, which he's become. Yeah. Since the animated series. You got... What's it Let me put my arm back. Okay. Yeah. More product placement for Kentucky Fried Chicken. Ka-ching. Ah, comedy music. Yeah. Which means we're in for a comedy scene, which I have no doubt will bring the house down. How drunk you have to be to be able to have somebody carry you into another room and plug your arm into a computer socket? That drunk? Yes, that drunk. He's an O'Herrily. Is he Dan O'Herrily? Gavin O'Herrily. There's lots of O'Herrilies. Okay. One's a director, I think he directs Star Trek episodes. They're like Baldwins. Yeah, they're like Baldwins and McGann's. Eric Baldwin. <laughs> Oi! Get off my Superman box set, cat. <laughs> the cat is I sitting in my Superman tin. <laughs> sitting in it? She's about to. Her belly won't fit in no. <laughs> and now we start to go a bit silly. Okay. Is this where we see the... Is it? Is this the bit where... Because the thing... The E.T. machine... Starts spewing out money for this guy. Is this where we see the, the little... Red and green... Crossroads man... Have a fight? Is it? Really? I think that's around here somewhere. I don't know why he's so excited. Because surely that's coming out of his account. So any minute now yeah. he's going to be overdrawn. And the computer's going to know that. <laughs> Little did he know that putting his hands down his pants like that, 30 years hence, would be how all the cool kids walk around town. 
Yeah. With their arms around the balls. Cool kids. I said cool kids. Yeah, boy. Going around with my hands down, my pants, mate. Ka-ching! So we need to keep that knife. Product placement for Bloomingdale's. Peter Davison's uh, wife! Or at the time, the fifth Doctor Who. Do you know the Doctor's daughter that David Tennant's married to? That's her mum. I've forgotten her name. But she was Trillion in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I forgot she was in Superman 3. Why did he just do that? Is he not going, ah, my eyes stink, ah. Because he's just seen the bill that has been created on the credit card instantly, by all accounts. Because Gus Gorman's still the tapping computer buttons. So that didn't make any sense. Yeah, these two, the red and the green man, have a fight here, don't they? Oh, look at all the havoc that you can wreak with computers if you're naive. No, that's not funny. That's stupid. It is spanking him. You're all laughing at a stupid bit. It's not funny. And my entire family has found that scene hysterical. Oh, so, so maybe Alexander Salkin was right. You were kidding, aren't you? Maybe he was right to put that scene in the film. The red and the green man fighter <laughs> has amused our daughter no end. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> have you have you quite recovered from that? No. Okay. Fair enough. Meanwhile, in Colombia, where you get coffee and other stuff. <laughs> this church about to get blown up by those lasers from the satellite. No, it just makes it rain a lot. Uh, well, that's slightly less cool. And then, in a subplot that makes no sense, they apparently blame Perry White for the rain. How is that Perry White's fault? Why did they blame Perry White? Because it, they won that prize with the Daily Planet to go here. Oh, right, so apparently yeah. it's all his fault yeah. that they rained. Who can we sue for that then? Because <laughs> it, it rains, who can we sue? Oh dear. Oh, blimey, that must have hurt. Some rocks fell on that guy's head. <laughs> yes, we're very concerned for the donkey. <laughs> I'm always concerned for the animals in films. Is this another one of those films where you don't actually realise how much Superman isn't in it? Uh, hey, it's the Wizard of Oz! cow in a moment. Or flying monkeys. Yeah. I don't let them make me laugh again. I'll try not to. <laughs> Whatever will Starbucks do when they finish not paying their taxes? They'll just add extra bloop in there. <laughs> What's MBS? M- Metropolis Business News. Yeah. That TV screen's not right from that angle, is it? Why would you have a ski slope on your roof? I'd love that. It's not very intelligent. Especially since he's only got that little fence round it. So 
Don't you like up to his Bubba. Bubba. Bubba Fett. Bubba Fett. <laughs> yes, that's his name. Bubba Fett. Hey, Bubba. <laughs> that, he goes around in his big truck. <laughs> Slave one's a big truck. Yeah. And he travels around space in as Bubba Fett. Yeah. And he's a, he's a freelancer who uh, has to ship cough, no, alcohol into other states. Holy cat, it's a PG film, you're not allowed to swear. This bit's very silly. Oh, is this when he skis down the roof? Yes. I think people know what a cape looks like. I know, but capes are cool. See, maybe it's just me, but I would just much rather have actually watched Superman do all this stuff. As long as it means he's not in it. (laughs) Than not have this man enact it out. Rain? I don't know about What? Because he just said Superman did that. Oh, that's cool. Come on, Superman tackling a tornado's cool. Okay. Well, that was in real life. Yeah. I don't think I've convinced you that that's cool, have I? A tornado was the big boss fight at the end of the Superman Returns game. Wasn't that Superman Returns game really difficult to play? It was just really bad to play. Right. You knacker! He <laughs> <laughs> broke the chair, it didn't collapse under his weight. All Robert. that money and he can't get decent chairs. I know, right? Ikea. <laughs> So that's quite a big leap, isn't it? What? To go from he's foiled our plan to we've got to get rid of Superman. I get it. Do you, do you get that? I get that. Do you get that reference? Yeah, I got that. Right, is he like a five-year-old kid who has to be the centre of attention all the time? Yeah. Fair enough. Well, in the heavens, in sky. 
It doesn't mean literally in heaven. Do you think it's convenient that every shard of kryptonite landed on Earth? Well, that's what he's saying. It didn't. He's got to get the Vulcan satellite to pull. Yeah, but when you read a comic, how much kryptonite have you actually gone through? Well, post-crisis, there was only the one piece, wasn't there, that Lex Luthor had. And then Superman gave it to Batman. No, this isn't funny. This is stupid. It'd be funny if there wasn't... It would be Wait. funny if he just turned into a big bloody smear on the floor at this point, wouldn't it? And he survived! The height down to the second roof would have done some damage anyway. Yes. He wouldn't have just walked away from that in his pink skis <laughs> with his pink cape on. And he survived that. Yeah. It's totally plausible. Because he's one of the highest paid actors in this. He got paid more money for this than Christopher Reeve did. Yeah. Which seems a bit wrong. It really does. One of them can act. <laughs> so now they're making their own kryptonite. We'll kill Superman. They'll give you some kind of charge to be in the same room as me. Oh, oh, Addis Ababa. Are we going to Addis Ababa, Mr. Luthor? Sorry, I flipped Superman films. Yeah. You know what this film's missing? Otis. A good plot. This film, for that as well. But it's missing Otis. Who'd have thought that 0.5% of tar would make it into red kryptonite? Mm. Which I think would have been much cooler if it had actually made it red kryptonite. Yeah. Is red kryptonite worse than green kryptonite? It depends what it does to it. It can be. It can be. It could just give him a beard for 24 hours. Yeah. I'll turn him super fat. Or into a superwoman. Well, maybe may like that for a bit. Mm. He could play with his super breasts. <laughs> Did he do an issue where he was superwoman and like him and Supergirl had a fight? Probably. But hey, look at the little typewriters. Look, Anya, no computers. I know. He got caught in a thresher, he's dead. I'm free to move to Metropolis. It's wrong. I love the idea that Superman would then show up and say, Clark, you booked me for another kid's party again. What am I? Coco the Clown? It's a nice little money earner, Superman. <laughs> Uh, whatever. No one's ever gonna bring you down. Take it to the Supreme Court that it rained. Yeah, it's like, how oh, is this Perry White's fault? Although that was a funny line. Like those little balls that people have on the desks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they've made kryptonite. I still think it would have been much cooler if it was red. Yeah. As a nice little nod to it being red kryptonite, because that's essentially what it is, isn't it? That's what it does to him. How did Ricky's birthday party get turned into this? Yeah. Smallville, welcome to Superman. Superman is coming. 
As long as this isn't Ricky's birthday anymore. Apparently not, no. Poor Ricky. Yes, Superman came to his birthday, but he didn't get a birthday. No, he's wanted to come to some kid's birthday party. <laughs> that Clark roped him into. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the key to Ricky's house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Lana would mind too much. It would be funny if it did flip over and land on its roof and then they both just got out and go, oh, my, that was a minor inconvenience. <laughs> Why did they get dressed just to drive the jeep? Oh, right. Because they have to come up with some fabricated reason to give him the kryptonite. From the Pentagon! And that is a miracle! I can't believe they fell for this guy. His stars are glued on wrong. Look, they're not straight. Do yeah. that's deliberate. Maybe it was up the right way. Just give what him the kryptonite, dude. Which is what? Dude, I love the fact that Superman just watched him going, Who is this idiot? Is this just the clown there? <laughs> he's so thinking, he doesn't know what he's talking about, does he? No. Is this Coco a clown? What if he used the uh, fountain pen? That's a good point. Or a pencil? Yeah. Last week, half of this great nation of ours almost bit the bullet. It wasn't for this man here. I don't know what that sign says. What's that? There's somebody waving a sign in the background and I can't see what it said. You can't pause it when you're talking through it. Superman, it's a boy. It does look like that. See now, at this point, let's say you're Superman. Thanks for the uh, rocks. Thanks for the piece of kryptonite. Are you uh, not even the slightest bit suspicious at this point? I don't think it even works. Not yet. But those scientists not have made it a smoother chunk of kryptonite. And how were they going to get away with this, right? If they'd have given him a piece of kryptonite that had caused him to keel over and die in front of everyone, everyone in Smallville, how were they? How were they going to get away? Oh no, we weren't expecting that. Do they not think that the entire city of Smallville, town of Smallville, would stop them? Coke? Oh, chicken in a bucket. Would that not be chicken? In a bucket. <laughs> There's a secret recipe of chicken in a bucket, not chicken. Well. And the bucket. Yeah. No, that's the obvious ingredient. Uh, Maybe that's his way of saying KFC. This is my favourite line in the film. And you couldn't even do that one little thing. <laughs> 
And he doesn't use that every day. And he doesn't hang up the phone. It's not something you say every day. It's something you say every yeah, day. Yeah, I, I don't say every day. It seems every like other that. Day. Every other day, yeah. Wow, look. Look through our photo album, Superman. Yeah, okay. That'll be fascinating. <laughs> you just overdosed him on cowpole to get him out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see if you really are the man of steel. When you say coffee, do you... Do you not mean that other export? <laughs> not any reaction much. Yeah, because what has he done with it now? Presumably he's not still got it in that pouch in his cape where he keeps Clark's outfit. He has a pouch in his cape. He has a pouch in his cape. Where do you think he keeps his Clark Kent clothes? Yeah, it's in the S. He's got a nice ass, hasn't he? It's okay. Can't you see I'm now wearing eyeshadow? It makes me look bad. That means I am evil. I always get there on time, but I'm not always evil. Is he suddenly wearing eyeshadow? Yeah. I've never noticed that. Really? No! Look around his eyes! <laughs> Look at her, brilliant! I know how Tool's great though, she's like. Superman's. Superman does this? I'm real comfortable with this. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean you actually did order a pizza because you wanted pizza? (laughs) (laughs) Saying he doesn't just take off through the roof and destroy a house. No. No. Damn. See, they didn't need Superman, though, did they? They got the guy. They rescued the guy. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't need him. Uh, we meant to get all the stuff faster than that. Yeah, Superman will do it for him. With a crane. Yeah, so they didn't need, to, so they didn't need Superman. Nothing, no. Ungrateful! Oh, so all the other times that he's got here in time, that doesn't count for anything. Yeah, he didn't get here in time, really. Terrible blue screen! Favourite guy in this film, though. Him? Yeah. Why is he the favourite guy in the film? Later. Throws his stuff everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I would want to buy one of them. Why would you not want to buy one of them, love? He's putting nose on it and it wipes it. In the book, he goes to a Cub Scout, um, a girl guides Jamboree and draws sky writing of a giant male member. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just thought was a bit pushing it yeah. slightly. So he, he doesn't add anything to the book, but when he does, it's quite terrible. Let's think about this logically now. Yes. That is the statue actually leaning, or is it designed to look like it's leaning? Because if it was designed to look like it, then that should be all wonky now. And Why is he just fixed it? Though? Because it's the Leaning Tower of Pizza, it's not leaning anymore. He didn't, he's bad. Uh, it's funnier later. Yeah, it's funnier later. Still makes no sense. 
does well, some great push-ups she's doing though. I was just going to say, I wish she got that body doing those push-ups. It's not the push-ups she got the body for. Where did you get those rubbers? Look at this position that I just pull casually. <laughs> casually, yeah. I'd say it could very well be casual for her. Is that stock footage? No. That doesn't look like it was filmed for this, does it? Hey, look at all those pigeons. <laughs> 21 gun salute, boys. <laughs> Shoot some pigeons. Who were short shots? Hell, <laughs> take the Olympics. How coincidental. It wasn't an Olympics in 83. But 84, wouldn't it? The 1984 Olympics. Is he going to blow out the torch? Yes. He's going to blow out the human torch. So there's no more Fantastic Four films. No. Yay. It's a big deal to them, but that happened to us every day when we were carrying the torch. Yeah, yeah, that's kept getting relit, didn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh no, I didn't light it. I've just wasted seven years of my life. She hides the book here, but then kicks the pillow off it. So did no one notice that she was reading that big complicated book? And does it not occur that that painting just spat water all over his carpet? Apparently not. Maybe, maybe it shuts down. Uh, so it's okay, maybe it dries up the water. Did he have that map of the world just the first, just because? Yeah. Old buddy. Old buddy, old pal. Because he's got another map of the world, though. How many maps of the world does this guy need? I'm not your pal, friend. I'm not your friend, guy. Of the oil? No, he's got something far more important in mind. Are you waiting for the jam? <laughs> the jam's not happened yet, love. I know that's the bit that you're waiting for. On the donkey. There's a donkey as well, isn't there? There is a donkey. Yeah. Another donkey, not the one we saw before. Not the one we saw before, no. I don't know what to You're say. You're quite comfortable <laughs> touching my legs. No, <laughs> not particularly, no. You're making him rub his ass again, isn't it? That old, that old, that is that better. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. Bond. 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 Hello, Mr. Bond.
for his big Brainiac supercomputer. That's why they're called plants. Indeed. as well. No, if it's stock footage. It probably is stock footage. They look like geckos. The big oil drills. Mm, they look like geckos from the Fugger Salad. Because <laughs> J.R. Ewing was in Superman the movie. Yeah, Larry Hagman's in Superman. He's the one who offers to do a vigorous chest mirror, mis- massage on uh, Miss Teshmacher. He is, yeah. And yeah, they look nothing like the geckos. You did to me. Look at that old printer. Who were uh, short shots? How do you know the British? <laughs> well, he clearly isn't. Uh. What if he stood on one of those golfing bars? Statue of Liberty's in Metropolis. Was it? Yeah, that's stock footage from Superman 2. Yeah, the French got lost. <laughs> I thought it was in New York. I might be. It is in New York in real life. But that backflip from Superman the movie. I like how it's changed the colour of his suit, so it's now the same colour as Brandon Ralph's costume. Does that mean Brandon Ralph was evil Superman? Yeah. Yeah. Rapey, pervy Superman. He was not rapey. Okay. He was not pervy. Yes, he was. In what way was he pervy? Hovering above Lois's house and watching her... Sleep. That's a bit pervy. But he's not a deadbeat dad in Superman Returns. I don't know what film everyone was watching. Gee, I wonder, given that that's a crotch shot. Is it painted on stubble? <laughs> painted on? And he just happened to know where the boat was. He's Superman, of course he does. Super GPS. Super GPS, yes. I quite like that shot around the boat. I think it's quite good. Oh, 
he's ripped his golf game. Can you just go underneath it and lift it up? I know, but where would the fun of that been? Because he's evil Superman. He's turned into evil Superman. That's why his costume's dark. He's covered in oil. Or desperate Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Lois isn't around anymore. Yeah. And I can always just kiss her and make her forget. Yeah. Da, da, da. Why are they playing the General Zod music? Goddamn BP. <laughs> Where has Lorelai got this great apartment from? Oh no, she's at the Webster's. Sorry, I thought she was at her own place. I'm the uh, pool cleaner. I'm <laughs> 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 here to deliver the pizza. I don't know the meaning of the word. Quite literally. I never drink when I fly. The music is almost boom chicka wow wow, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right, she's ruined for anybody else now. <laughs> <laughs> Two gallons per customer. Oh, cue jumper. <laughs> How does, he, how does he plan on, on getting the pump to his car from that point? Yeah. I'd close the window on him at that point. Was he trying to kiss him then? I have no idea what he was trying to do. It didn't look healthy. <laughs> Would you really be that desperate for two gallons of petrol? Apparently so. Everyone rushes out to help. He takes the first aid kit with him. <laughs> Which is quite funny. Well, you can't tell me someone's not getting rich on this. Someone's always getting rich. It's the man, man. And he just happens to be sitting in that diner. <clears throat> well, it doesn't matter where he's sitting for purposes of plot. The whole point is at this point Gus starts feeling a bit guilty. Mm-hmm. Which explains why at the end of the film Superman doesn't arrest him like he does with everybody else. I love what, so if you have a conscience, then that means you're not guilty? Yeah, because you can ask yourself, really, what did Pamela Stevenson do worth getting arrested for? Yeah. She's not actually done anything wrong. And can you imagine if she goes to court and says, well, actually, Superman spent the night with her. Can you imagine Superman getting subpoenaed to appear and having to say that on the court of law? Yeah. Because he always tells the truth. Well, first we did it upside down, and then I took her flying... She's the one who came up with the kryptonite idea. Mm-hmm. I like that Ricky's got a Superman backpack. Oh, 
cell phones? You don't even know what they are, do you? Yeah. Like a phone you, you, you dial with. You remember them. Yeah. Vaguely. But your sister will never have known a dial phone. It's a Star Trek cave! The floor. Or it has funnily shaped rocks. I like this bit. I wonder how much alcohol he drunk to actually get drunk. Yeah. Or maybe just because he's Superman still means he's a lightweight. And he's turned into what's his name, Reed Richards. Yeah. He's got sideburns with salty thing. I love this bit with the peanuts. <laughs> It's a waste of perfectly good liquor, though, Superman. A waste of perfectly good scotch. Why is he Because he's evil. Because he's evil. Nothing says evil more than reckless destruction and sweaty armpits. And stubble. And stubble. They, he and got exposed to the green kryptonite. Ah, Shadow. It wasn't proper kryptonite, though, for it's made him evil. And it was white. pretend oh. red kryptonite. Never meet your heroes. <laughs> no one's ever going to trust that creep again. Alright, let's see how that works out the next time the world's under threat. Pointed out, kid. God, woman. This should be a policy. No drink flying. <laughs> He's over the limit, so they're going to arrest him. It <laughs> comes he couldn't walk in a straight line, but he can fly in a straight line. Well, he's not really in a straight line, though, is he? Not now. Ah. <laughs> uh, Best bit in the film. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> that, you know that junkyard, that we passed that when we got to Manchester on the train. I'll show you. Do it. Yeah, I'll show you next time we go. <laughs> Just like they filmed Jaws in the uh, <laughs> the Lake District, and they filmed Dracula just up the road. These are all true facts, aren't they? Love? Yes. Are they? Yes. No. <laughs> and they filmed um, from the mind of Andrew Flanagan. And the Earth, Captain America down the alleyway. Where we go past the That's true, though. It is filmed Captain America in the alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> Dad didn't just make that up. I didn't just make they that did. one up. They did. Look at this poster. They filmed they it here. They filmed it here. Oh, best day of the film. Hmm. They do actually try to explain how this works in the book. <laughs> Whereas in this, it's just weird. Whereas in this, it's just weird. Whereas, well, in this, you've got the implication that it's all in his head. How does this happen? What, he's just passed out on the floor? Really? Yeah, he's just passed out on the floor and he's warring with himself. In his mind. But in the boot, it's his manifestation as part of his powers. Is this supposed to represent evil Superman versus good Superman or Superman versus Clark Kent? Ooh. Well, it's the two sides of his personality at war with each other. Well, you could argue there's three personalities at the moment. 
what evil Superman, good Superman, and Clark. Yeah. Yeah, but Clark it's is good a Superman. good Superman, really, isn't it? There's not a lot of difference between Clark and Superman in these, other than Clark keeps walking into walls. Right, he is the best actor in this. Danger acid. Danger acid. <laughs> no, just any old actor. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's the best actor in it. I think he's the only actor who's actually trying. Yeah. Yeah, like those signs that say silence, examination, and progress. It's not silence, examination. Silence, examination. Silence, examination. Oh, this bit's great. Don't call me chicken. I think you're gonna be sick. <laughs> I never told you I love you, man. You're my best friend. <laughs> you know what we should do? What? We should just run out. <laughs> Go anywhere. Now's your chance. This bit's great. Which is crap for an audio commentary, just me sat here going, This bit's great! Yeah. But this bit is great. And the special effects are really good as well. How does he know which buttons to press? Because he's Superman! Because he's from Krypton. He's from Krypton. He's from Krypton. Is that not the best explanation for all of it? Yeah. It is your answer to everything. We're really lucky for this PG-rated movie that the pictures in the background though weren't all from Nuts or Loaded Magazine. Even they're lame. Yeah. Katie Price with a knocks out again. Just once I'd like to see a picture with her clothes on. <laughs> Just for once I'd like to see a magazine without her in it. There is that. No, oh, poor Clark. I don't That's know who she is. Jordan. All oh, right. See, you know who Jordan is. Yeah. So if he's killed Clark Kent, does that mean he's evil Superman forever? And how's yeah. he Ah, he's not though. Here's Clark. Not even damaged his watch. Takes a licking but keeps on ticking. Oh, his glasses! Or his glasses. How does he get strong? Because he turns into Superman again. Clark Kent is Superman! <laughs> no! Well, there was a little bit when he wasn't. Well, there was a little bit when he wasn't, yeah, but that was in Superman too. Yeah. Now, that was desperation. All he did in this film was destroy a boat. In that film, he lost his powers. And put tires over the bad Superman. Mm. And the bad Superman just stood still letting him do this Yeah, trip. oh, it's a blade, run a poster on the wall, let him see it. Yeah. Yeah, because he just wanted to show off that he could do that. <laughs> Have you got a yellow page? I can rip that for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Clark just stands there. Wouldn't you think he'd just catch it yeah. instead of letting it burrow him into the ground? <laughs> Should he not be like... Two inches tall now. <laughs> Inch high private eye. Let me at him, let me Because <laughs> Blade Runner was only a year old at this point, wasn't it? I was yeah. just thinking how old Blade Runner was, but I'm looking at what the other posters are on the wall now. I'm still looking from the boot to the face. Oh, you beat Clark. The stunt doubling's good in it, isn't it? Oh, but he still carries in. Yes, Andrew, it's great. Oh, good, I'm glad you're all listening yes, to me. Yes. Yes. I thought it was two Superman, Clark Kent. 
I don't care what you say, I think the stunt doubling this is pretty damn good. Why? Because they actually look like the axes. They, they actually look like Christopher Reeve, yeah. Oh, and he took his glasses off him. That's very nice of him. It has to be said, the stunt double isn't in as good shape, is he? Yeah, but now he's going to cook him. And now I'd like to see the clock dance. Oh, no, no, He's already done that. Oh, I want some crush Which is quite interesting, because normally the flabby star of the show suddenly turns into a, yeah. a well-toned stuntman. Whereas in this, it seems to be the way around. There's a T Rex inside there. Shooter! No, we're skipping here. What? We've got the beginning of Jurassic Park where the guy gets eaten. Yay! Come on, Clark! What? Kick his ass! What? No, That's no, I always like the bit where we get the guy on the toilet. <laughs> At the very beginning with the, the handle in the raptor. Right. I think the stunt doubling's great in this. Yeah, back to this movie. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about Jurassic Park. We were. We <laughs> <laughs> were about a better film, dude. Oh, I don't know, this bit's brilliant. Oh my goodness. And we get the, is this the single best shirt rip of the Christopher Reeve movies? So, question for you. If Superman in his Superman suit went into that scrapyard, where did the suit come from? <laughs> I'm not even going to answer the question because I don't care. That scrapyard was on like Liberty Island. <laughs> yes, <laughs> apparently it was. <laughs> that boat's still there. Yeah, well, where is it going to go? It's got a big hole in it. Yeah. What's well, this been like? Two days now. He spent a couple of days. I mean, he spent a week just shagging Lorelai, didn't he? Andrew. Well. Daddy. Sorry, Ben. Look at all that oil saved. And now shut back in the boat. How does he do that? Because he's Superman! He's a good welder, isn't he? Wouldn't that break it? No, he's only welded it. Until they can, you know, so, get fixed. So he can burn it and weld it. I love that they're waving at him like, like it wasn't him that caused yeah. it in the first place. He waved like that. Pan Am doesn't exist anymore. And now I'm coming back here. Now I have to do the right thing. Now I'm going back for seconds. <laughs> I thought they were pretty obvious. Yeah, I do with them on a costume. I do wonder why they thought that at some point he was going to come after him. Yeah. Yes, they built a big supercomputer in the Grand Canyon. You're just noticing that that doesn't make sense. Good, good, good. On the Grand Canyon. There is another donkey, yes. He's coming down on the donkey. Do you think the donkeys are just for random? He'd rather go down in a tiny little path, which can collapse with all the rocks, instead of just flying down with the rest of them. He doesn't believe a man can fly. 
Okay. Well, believe it when he's fallen off the, the into the Grand Canyon because his donkey slips up on a rock. Watch out, Harsey. Mm. You. I don't think the donkey is going to try to fly us. <laughs> but if it did, that would make it a much better movie. That would be awesome. A flying donkey punch. It's not anywhere, you dumb broad. <laughs> Crazy broad. <laughs> Depends what he's doing. He's steering. Yeah. <laughs> he steers with his arms. <laughs> Meanwhile, back with the ultimate computer. Back with a scary computer. Right, these are the bits that freak you out as a kid, aren't they? Well, we're not there yet. No, we're not there yet. Well, they still the light switch, look. That was good of him. Oh, well, no, that was an episode of Star Trek. Is Star's fair this little helmet place up? I was thinking it's uh, it looks like the bits of uh, the Fortress of Solitude, though. Uh, why does he need a machine to put his helmet on for him? Why not? <laughs> why do you need a machine to drive you places when you've got legs that you can walk on? But... That, that's that's not even a decent comparison. I have hands to put a hat on. But why would you do that if you had a machine that lowered your helmet in the place for It makes no sense. I love a red button. I read the plans. And it has a TV in it, of course. Of course it has a TV in it. At best, yeah, it's got a Superman video game. Has it? Yeah, yeah. How come he's... And it's labelled Circuit 29W7. That, that probably helped yeah. to find the right buttons. He's going to play the Star Wars arcade game in a minute. <laughs> the feel that you spent ages on. Yeah, that I spent ages on. I spent ages on it, there's one in Athletics. They're not toys! They're real, damn it! Yeah, well, they're not toys. See what? Action He's got a Superman figures. video game on his TV screen, watch. It's from Conan Me. Sega. <laughs> to be this good, take Sega. Oh, Michael's just knocked all the remote controls on the floor. Yeah, they deserved it. Big they, hobbit feet. With his big last. hobbit feet. <laughs> I don't like that they've got scores. Yeah. <laughs> he's not very good, he's just tossing out his rockets at random, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's not very intelligent. 
Don't destroy the father of my child. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Why does the, the game, though, look like South Park graphics? Yeah. Dad, wow, it's Kit. Is the, person with the, is the girl with the blonde hair not a bad guy? She's not really. Thunderbirds are go. <laughs> it is, isn't it? That's a missile. Apparently so. It's a big missile. It looks like a plane. I love that he turns around and kicks him. <laughs> Genius. Well, Gus hasn't noticed this happening above his head, has he not? All these big missiles going off above his head and he's not noticed them. Meanwhile, back with the kit robot. Cylon Mark 1. Yeah. Game over. I want to know where the cameras are that are filming Superman and the Rockets. Ah, I knew uh, those magic rockets would do damage to him. So the donkey's following him in. Where's the donkey gone? All right, because obviously this was filmed on a soundstage. He calls his computer baby. Don't call me baby. And you thought you'd escape the singing. No, no I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> Try getting that told up in a course along of the paternity test, Superman. Hey, remember me? Sure don't. <laughs> Which one were you again? <laughs> Uh, you were Wednesday night, is that right? I mean, I have a very hectic schedule. <laughs> I was making love with Lois on Monday, Lana Lang on Tuesday, Laurie Lamaris on Wednesday. Went back for second on Thursday. <laughs> Invisible shield button. You can tell they're a group because they're all wearing white. Oh, is that invisible? Yeah. It's not. It's Rover! <laughs> <laughs> can he still breathe in that? Superman doesn't need to breathe. I actually think that's a pretty good effect. It's, it's a dopey looking thing. <laughs> but it's a pretty good effect. With silly string all over it. No, not kryptonite. Get him back in that bubble. That was funny. <laughs> back in the bubble. Yeah. He's like the boy in the bubble.
This is going to be very interesting for our listeners. I know, I was just getting into that bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was quite enjoying it. I don't believe for a second he could swing down the, on a yo-yo rope. <laughs> I'm going to spank you. Later. <laughs> so he got down there on his yo-yo rope, which we so totally believe. That's, Isn't that's, that gone back up again then? That's the only <laughs> Yeah. I'm glad that they left that screwdriver lying around for him. Yeah. That was quite a convenient. No, no, he did sir, get the guys to tidy up earlier on. See, it's set up stuff. and... Oh, I don't think the writing in this is that bad. When's the, uh, when's the jam coming? It will belong. <laughs> Robert Vaughn's oh, great! Where are they getting the electricity from to run this? Lots and lots of power generators. Can't believe he's asking Gus Garman for a screw. Uh. <laughs> comedy music! Why would they be playing comedy music at a moment like this? I really don't know. <laughs> No, they didn't even put a sound effect in, did they? Without a sound effect, you would never have known that he hit him. It didn't look like he hit him. The computer becomes sentient, doesn't it? Because it's Brainiac. By any other name. Yeah. I still think that bit looks Kryptonian. Maybe supposed to. Hmm. But the lights have gone out. Scream! Only credits to the equalizer. Scream! <laughs> Is that a man one of them buildings? I want that Daily Planet newspaper with the headline Superman Super again. Mm. In fact, I just want one of those Daily Planet newspapers. Yeah. Over the hill when he flew straight off. Yeah. The time frame of this film is all over the place, isn't it? Oh, look, they fitted an axe. How convenient. <laughs> Remember that counter-attack device you programmed into it? So the axe is there as part of the counter-attack, counter is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Gus Gorman's stunt double was through in the air. Look! <laughs> Let's throw Gus Gorman into the air. <laughs> See if might have catch him. Uh. You know what? Screw this. I might have it. <laughs> if I leave now, I can avoid a paternity suit. <laughs> Will you sue somebody to be the father of your child? You don't want to send Jeremy Kyle, do you? There's a reason for that. Mm. 
she watches enough crap TV. Oh, here it comes. I conveniently need the toilet. No, you don't. You stay in here. <laughs> dip, 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 daddy. Uh, Why did this freak you out? Because it... You just have to think, if I only had a power. See, that is scary. That's scary. Do you think it's scary? Beady, beady, beady. <laughs> What's up, Buck? Where's the jam? Just chill. I presume the resemblance to Ilsa Lancaster in Bride of Frankenstein is deliberate. Uh, that's, 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 that. that's a freaky looking thing. Did that freak you out? That? Yeah. Is it still free? Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, but I'm the burr spooked in. <laughs> it did, didn't it? <laughs> I'm the burr. I'm the burr. But he'd watched Jaws and Jurassic Park with no problem. Yeah, he loved the head falling at the bottom of the boat. Oh, yeah. Where did he go, Anya? What did he do earlier on at the chemical factory? Is he it? bought jam! He did! He's just been the store and he's bought some jam. <laughs> and now he's going to pour that jam all over. Blimey, she's already having the baby. <laughs> God, woman, I'm only trying to save the day. not a very good robot. When you realise that he's Android. deflecting the lasers to you, you stop shooting the lasers. Mm. That'd be a cyborg, wouldn't it? Not a robot or an android. Yeah. Come on, Superman. There's the jam, Ange. That's not jam. It will be, watch. Watch what he does with the jam. From earlier on, the chemical stuff. It went from green to red. Watch it. Yeah, but it won't be jam. Watch! I bet that took ages to film that bit. Now they do it in two seconds with CGI. There you go, it turns into jam. And now your mum's very, very happy. <laughs> because she's seen the jam. Jam! So does it fall all the way into the earth? Yeah. Or does it fall all the way through the earth? So now the planet Earth's got a big hole in it, thanks to Superman. And it's well, because of gravity, would it not stay in the centre? It already has a big hole in the middle of it. But not thanks to Superman. Superman didn't do that. Bye bye, ultimate computer. Now it's ultimately dead. But it's not jam proof. Apparently not, no. Maybe you should make it jam proof next time. It didn't have a defence against jam. Nobody expects jam. <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> He just did a runner. I'm sure Superman will catch her. Yeah, and she's fine now. Yeah, she's perfectly okay now. Not even a scratch. 
Superman. Because he'll be fine. Hmm. Not even a sweat. Superman doesn't sweat. That's Boba Fett. He's <laughs> looking at oh, I've got to say Robert Vaughn. Where's the pretty girl gone? Time for thirds. Seconds even. I know, he's done that bit. Yeah. When? When we were watching. <laughs> See, why are they suddenly friends now? This was all his fault, Superman. He needs to go to prison. <laughs> Three wrongs and one right makes a right. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> It's fine, I could easily just let you go. When they were doing the publicity for this film, they showed this clip. Okay. When they were doing premieres and stuff. Yeah. What's wrong with showing this clip? Because it ruins everything. It gives away the end of the film. He's dividing the hills. So why is Gus not been arrested? Um, he's the highest the paid actor. Because he's the highest paid actor in the film. Yeah. Why is he dropping him off there specifically? He's not. He's going to go and pick something up. Remember earlier on, Lana Lang oh, had yeah. to pause her diamond ring. Palm, before your mum leaps on me. I wouldn't say a thing. Yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't. So he's going to go and get her another diamond ring. It's a bit of big, Superman. You'd be surprised how much you have to cut off. Do you? Yeah. Right. To get it made into a ring. To get a decent diamond out of it. Huge. <laughs> Little bitty one. I like him. He's funny. A little bitty one about that big. We put numbers on it. <laughs> and it adds them up. <laughs> old, old Bill over here got pong on it. <laughs> I don't calculate him. Right, this bit makes no sense. He opens his shirt in a minute. How does he know Superman does that? That's only a shot. Well, which walk. one is it? <laughs> Down and up. See? What's that all that about? relies on him knowing something that he shouldn't know. That's a good point. It's the only one I've made in two hours. That's also a good point. <laughs> you got two, though. <laughs> Thanks, love. Superman's had to tell you he's really sorry, but he's running into a kind of problem and he won't be able to have dinner tonight. 
He's off doing some blonde ladder. <laughs> what about Ricky? Runner up Clark. Yeah. But she made it quite sweet. She didn't make him feel like, you know, he was sloppy seconds or anything. Is the kid reading Superman comic books on the desk, though? Would they not give away the fact that, you know, Clark Kent's Superman? Earth 1 and Earth 2. Ah, right. Was he not Clark Kent on Earth 3, was he not? No, he was Cal L, but with an L. And not an E-L. Right, I see. You know, I have to talk to women and stuff. <laughs> You're not a jerk. Yeah, nice guys finished last. That's why she chose me over you. <laughs> I feel the Superman. <laughs> that seems longer in the TV version as well. Oh, look, Lois is back. Yay! So she wasn't only in that little part. No, she's in this little part as well. <laughs> Is that a portrait of Perry in Perry's office? <laughs> no, it's the president. All <laughs> oh, right, from Superman 2. Uh, Where did she go for Superman 4? Oh, I just think she was just glad she wasn't in yeah. Superman 4. Superman 4 was the one I chose not to watch. giving her a very big diamond that he <laughs> happens to find in the middle of a coal field. Well, where else are you going to find a diamond? Diamonds in the rough. <laughs> yeah, good job. There you go, here's your mum's favourite bit. He's just remade all of his pizza boxes. Pizza boxes? Pizza dolls. In the middle of a very, very, very poor piece of blue screen. And then, Why is the blue screen so poor in that? Just that bit? It's god awful, isn't it? And then he bends it back. And then he puts it back. Yeah, well, watch the guy. Pushes it a little bit too far and it collapses. <laughs> yeah. Don't wave at me! That's uh, comedy gold, isn't it? <laughs> did not even fall off? Some of them did. Comedy gold. That's all I can say. Is he getting more power now? He's back to, <laughs> yes, he's flying with the sun to get more power. Like at the end of Superman Returns. He's a little jury cell bunny. You said to get more power by going into the sun. Do, 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 do. I enjoyed watching that with you, lot. 
<laughs> you, didn't, you didn't say a lot, but you were perfectly adequate in your company. Can we watch the Pokemon, the Red Man, and the Green Man have a fight? Yeah. We watch a film and we talk through it and you complain. Yeah. And then we watch a film and we stay quiet and you complain. Yeah, when I'm watching a film, I don't want you to talk through it. When we're doing an audio commentary. When we're doing an actual audio commentary, the clue is in the word commentary. <sighs> Couldn't get a word in because of you. No, well, I had to. I had to try and keep it vaguely entertaining for people, didn't yeah, I? Put the on the so there you go. We fell back on the tried and trusted effort for doing a quick down and dirty episode by doing an <laughs> audio commentary. What did you think, of Superman Three, Anya? It was good. My favourite part was the three minutes. <laughs> The green man and the red man, there is no blue man. You'd have to pay the blue man group a lot of money to have a blue man in this film. <laughs> or the Smurfs, whichever. Or Universal. Mm, or Universal. <laughs> I like Superman 3. I don't care what anyone says. You're the only one. I'm the only person in the world who likes this film. <laughs> I think Christopher Reeve's great in it. I'm not sure anyone else is. I mean, or two looks pretty, I suppose. <laughs> what did you think, love? I like Buster. <laughs> <laughs> you like the dog? I don't challenge anybody else. He was the best actor in this. Got a lot of fond memories of that dog. And I still think that this, the flying sequences have not been bettered because he did an awful lot of wire work. Why is Buster not in the credits? I think that he will be when you get to the cast. Uh, I think the credits go backwards like that's weird, isn't it? Mm. That's very strange. Gavin O'Herrily. I knew he was an O'Herrily. Are they going backwards? Well, the... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah they mean? usually go up. Yes, it's very strange. I was looking for who played Buster. Was it not... Buster the dog? Why? Sandra Dickinson. That was the name I was looking for that I couldn't remember. Buster doesn't get credited. Larry Lamb? Larry Lamb was one of the coal miners at the end, Ange. He's in... He was in EastEnders. He's got grey hair now. Well, I recognised his face. Did you spot him? Yes. That's wow. I wonder if I should go and ask him to, to do autograph my copy of Superman 3. Yes, I'm <laughs> You've just broke your leg. Anyway, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week with stuff that we haven't decided what it is yet, have we? Oh, right, no. 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 Because we've kind of messed up the running order. You've kind of messed up the I've, running order. I've kind of messed up the running order, yes. So I do apologise for that. So we hope you enjoyed our discussion on Superman 3. Yes. It wasn't quite, perhaps, the most in-depth commentary on this film that you're ever going to have. No, no. It was quite superficial in many ways, wasn't it? It's the funniest you'll ever have, though. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, there you go, Alberta. And Italy. It was filmed on location in Italy, and yet that blue screening was god-awful. Uh, well, me. maybe the actors didn't go. Maybe they just flew a helicopter around. <laughs> maybe they did for the background plates. Mm. Yeah, okay, fair enough. All right, then. we'll see you next week. Say good night, Grace. Good night, Grace. Bye bye.
Hey Kids Comics says uh, the devil will make work for idle hands to do production, and all opinions expressed in the show by Michael and Andrew are the opinions of Michael and Andrew, and probably not to be taken too seriously. Old episodes of the show can now be found on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network at www.twotruefreaks.libsen.com. That's T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S dot Libsen, L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. So if you're one of those people who wants to know where all our old shows are, that's where you'll find them. All music and sound clips used in the show are copyright the respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. Michael and Andrew make no money from this, much to their chagrin. New episodes drop every Thursday, currently at aplayland.podomatic.com, but you can also listen through our Facebook page, which you can friend us on by using Hey Kids as the first name and Comics as the surname. You can also listen on our website, where you can also view the covers of the comics that we've covered this week. That's www.heykidscomics.webspace.virginmedia.com. If you have an opinion, our opinions, you can email us on heykidscomics at virginmedia.com. We also have a forum, www.forumforgeeks.com, where you can drop by and say hello if you're allergic to email. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Hey Kids Comics.